Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Brothers and sisters of the Leaf, coming to you live once again from the corner of No Hope, it's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. Tonight the gang celebrates their favorite New Year's tradition, drinking their faces off while talking their way through an Anna Nicole Smith action movie. This year, Anna's 1995 action extravaganza, To the Limit, is up for discussion as the boys smoke the Partagas Legend cigar, paired with pint after pint of the absolutely delicious feisty blonde ale from Hot Fusion Ale Works. So sit back, folks, light them up, and enjoy the show. Ah, Yax, could you leave my uh, cigar, scissor, cigar cutter, please? Jesus Christ! Close it first. Did you cut my finger off? Sorry. What did you guys think of my new character for the show? I didn't, I didn't like him. New year, new character? Well, nobody liked Jeff, the guy who does his own karaoke music along with his lyrics. Everybody hated that guy. I worked really hard on him. Nobody likes Cigar Reviewer who describes all his cigar flavors as if he's solving a puzzle on Wheel of Fortune. Everybody hates that guy. You kind of like that. No, you hated him. He's growing on me. You kind of like him? So over the holidays, I worked really hard and I came up with a new can't-miss character, Peter, the guy who greatly overreacts to everything. I was sitting on the couch uh, over Christmas break, and uh, the wife brought me a drink from the kitchen. <laughs> she handed it to me, and for some reason, I was just like, Jesus Christ, how much ice did you put in this thing? You trying to kill me? And she just looked at me, you know, like I was a freak, because who reacts like that to too yeah. much ice in their drink? And it bond on me. It's Peter. It's our new character. He just overreacts to everything. Why did, why did you think that this would be funny? Uh, you, you, comedy gold, comedy silver. I'll take a bronze. bronze. I'll take a bronze. <laughs> bronze. We're definitely bronze. Uh, another one bites the dust. Jeez. Peter, Jeff, and Wheel Fortune guy. Nope, nope, nope. Three strikes. I'm done. Best to make up your own entertaining characters. Welcome, everybody, to our big New Year's Anna Nicole Smith Top Heavy to the Limit Celebration Extravaganza. Aganza. 
Gazungas. Gazungas, yes. That God bless is you. yes. Episode eighty six. How's that? Episode eighty six. Happy New Year, boys. Happy, hey, happy New, New Year. Year. Uh, I do like New Year's. New Year's is like my favorite time. It's my least favorite time. That makes sense. We're very different it. people. Uh, hate New Year's. I'm in bed by ten on New Year's every every year. I never stay up till midnight New Year's. That's so full of hope. <sighs> now who's portraying a character? <laughs> Hopeful guy. Hopeful guy. Yeah, we'll I see. like it. It's so much fun. Yeah, we'll have you revisit Hopeful Guy in February. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how he's developed from by now. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad we survived. Otherwise, I was listening to our last show. Of the, the We had a good show, that last show of the new year. Uh, what was that, Gotti? Gotti. Yeah. And it was a little different. We had Steve Sock on. It was a really fun show, but I got to listen back to him and edit him and you know do some stuff. And the very last thing we talked about was me revisiting that time where I ate that bag of chocolate dicks. Good times. And I was like, if that's the if like we never do another show, that's that's what we went out on, me eating those bag of dicks. <laughs> it was even worse. It was me telling how I revisited the bag after like thirty years recently and I thought I discovered uh, I brought my cousin over, I'm like, Look, it's not just dicks. I was like, There's a little ass in there. A little white, cute little ass. And she was like, that's not ass. That's a nutsack where you bit the dick off and just left the so that would be the last memory of anybody <laughs> listening to the show is me that, that's leaving. A, that's appropriate. Me leaving a, a chocolate nut sack behind. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we didn't. We're back. So if the place blew up right now. All they would remember is Peter, the guy who overreacts to everything. Yeah, What's wrong with that? That's sad. No, no, no that's not. horrible. That was Peter again. That's still horrible. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Speaking of eating dicks, though, did you guys see Amazon's doing like a docu series on Lorena Bobbitt, the chick who no, I did not bit off her husband's no, uh, swing. Yeah, okay. they're doing like a series revisiting that, and like they got her on there now, and John Wayne Bobbitt, I guess is his name. Is that right, yes. John Wayne Bobbitt? Okay. Uh, Was are there that many people that are interested in that story? Apparently so. I mean, if I just said Lorena Bobbitt, would you know who I was talking about? Yeah, I mean, I would. Every guy knows that name. <laughs> but it made me think. I was talking. What do you to think every guy <laughs> wants to see a documentary on her? Well, I was talking to the doctor about it. How uh, hot is she? I haven't seen a recent <laughs> a recent picture. Uh, and sounds like she's I don't, someone I don't really want to anger. <laughs> um, but no, I was talking to the doctor about it, and I was like, you know, I remember he did some porn after that. Remember, like Frankenweenie? Yeah, I think he did. And. And he was like, well, how's that work? The doctor was like, how's that work if you know, he got his dick bit off? And like, well, you're the doctor. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, and I remembered in, in, in college I learned, you know, guys with, when they, you know, have really bad erectile dysfunction, uh, you get this air cartridge put in your penis, and then there's a little pump they put down in your balls. They basically replace a testicle with this little pump, and you basically reach down, you give it a few squeezes, and it fills the air cartridge with air simulating a, an erection. And I was like, I guess that's probably how he had to have done it. Um, Sounds painful. Get this. This is how crazy this world we live in works. Next day I'm eating breakfast. On the news, John Hopkins University just did the first full penis transplant. It was a veteran who got his entire... Uh, I think he lost his legs, like everything from the waist down, gone. Yikes. They got a donor penis and balls... 
and actually trans is a 14 hour surgery and they put uh, it's gonna be six months till the the wang is fully functional but he's gonna be he's gonna be okay and be able to use it and it's the first 2000 this is like the first I think it was like at the very end of last year they can now do actual penis transplants. Man, I feel sorry for whoever's life that is. That do- Gets yours? Like, I'm donating my penis. <laughs> I feel sorry for whoever's on the donation table. Sir, we just came in with a donor. Uh, Jason Tuttle just died. <laughs> oh, man. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm good. Put it back on ice. Uh, can you imagine what those will be going for, though? Well, I think if it's, like, donated, you can't sell. There's going to be a black market. Well, I'm sure there will be, but if people are been, oh, crap, that means there's going to be like a black market harvesting organization that goes around harvesting. You're going to wake up in a bathtub filled with ice and your wang gone. Well, not you guys. I have to be a little more cautious <laughs> when I'm down in Tijuana. I'm just going to sleep naked on the bed. Isn't what it, you doing, guys? Isn't that amazing? That's crazy. Man. Here's the thing, though. That is crazy. He could have had the balls put in there too. They elected not to because if he got someone pregnant, it would be the donor's DNA. Yeah. There's a chance that it would, you know, it would not be his child. So he he elected to go, you know, artificial balls, which makes sense. But he's like, man, science. My mind is blown, man. My mind is blown. Yeah. Anyway, my New Year's resolution real quick before we start. Do you guys make any resolutions? No. Uh, I am not going to disclose them. I am going to talk less about controversial stuff and try to keep the like the sexual stuff down on the show. I think we scare off a lot of potential listeners and sponsors. <laughs> I'm going to try to really tone it down and just be a little more nose to the ground, cigar, movie, not kind of stray off in any weird shit. There, you just spent like five minutes yeah. talking about transplanting dicks. You, oh, and the, and the dick in the bag, eating dicks in bags. Oh, and me eating those dicks. Do Literally. That's about how long my resolutions last. <laughs> I was going to say, that's actually pretty good for me. Okay. Well, since the cat's out of the bag, have I got a dick story for you guys? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, it was just weird, all that dick stuff. Along, like Two days, I was just thinking about dicks. That's all I was thinking about. Dicks from my past, dicks like in the news. There's some way to make it all go away. Maybe uh, maybe we'll do the dicks at this table. <laughs> Thank you, alcohol. No, I mean, <laughs> hey, he's right here, man. Give him a break. I'm sorry. My resolution was to be nicer to everybody. It's the holidays. Uh, maybe we'll do that Lorena Bobbitt thing on the show. Well, I don't know how long the series is. Or we could do that Frankenweenie porno with that guy in it. I'm, that I'm, sounds about I'm, right. Go ahead. Yeah. Just yeah, I could totally see us doing that. We then cut to the inside of cut. inside of the disco. Oh, speaking of cut, tut. Too soon. Um. Well, it's good to be back, guys. Good to be back. Good to it be is. home. Good to be home. I'm ready to attack 2019. Uh, real quick, Tut. I wasn't. This is off script, but yep. I see you run a T-shirt under that uh, attractive hoodie you've got uh-huh. on there. Yes. A Lajero and Lajero and Lajero and Lajero uh, T-shirt. It's beautiful. For I those like it. for those of you listening that don't know what Lajero is, it is the strongest uh, part of the tobacco plant. It's what gives a cigar its balls. Hey, back to balls. <laughs> its strength. Uh, it's very hard to no harvest. 
Uh, but no, our good friends over at Cigar Press Magazines uh, were nice enough to send us some awesome T-shirts uh, right before Christmas. So yeah, yeah, just thank quick you. thank you. Check out Cigar Press. I love their website. You go in there, just a million of great cigar reviews. You can review cigars. They're always doing cool contests. Um, they're the best in the business. Not so. to mention this shirt is comfy as all. Get oh, it out. is. It's great. It I've been is. wearing. A, I've been wearing Absolutely. it a lot. So uh, go to Cigar Press, and if you're in a tobacco shop, pick up a copy of Cigar Press magazine. It's got great artwork. It's really unique. Uh, it's a family run. It's not like Cigar Aficionado. It's not all 24 karat gold plated ski boats. This is just uh, a family. They really get the the craft of cigar making. No bullshit reviews. So yeah, they're really cool. Check it out, and might as well talk about that hoodie. Well, oh, this this warm. Velvety thing that's caressing my entire upper mm, body as we you, speak. What you got? It's called the Tuesday Night Cigar Club hoodie. Where can we find such a thing? You can find the Tuesday Night Cigar Club hoodie at www.tuesdaynightcigarclub.com. That makes sense. Yeah, t-shirts, women's t-shirts, women's coffee t-shirts. mugs. Uh, penile implants. Every we now and then, I just go to that women's T-shirt page, and I'm like, mm-hmm. someday some woman will buy one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just stare seductively I, at the. I, I tried to give it to my wife as a gift, and she just nodded no, her head. It's no. not happening. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, one day, one day. Mm. It's also got Das Boot up there. Oh yeah, you can buy a boot. The like boot of remembrance. Yeah, we're boot gonna do a boot. So when your loved ones pass away, you can chug beer out of you the boot. Chug beer in style. I was gonna actually do the boot of remembrance tonight. We lost uh, Super Dave Osborne in the last few yeah. days, and Mean Gene Okerlund from WWE. But I, I'll be honest, I, I just, I was he was a guy that I really dug as a kid. I really liked Super Dave, and then I really loved him on Curb Your Enthusiasm the last few years. Yeah. But I, I'll be honest, man, I just couldn't get up the. I didn't want to start the year with a boot of remembrance. <laughs> so we mentioned it. And Mean Gene was a great guy, too. Yes. Two uh, unique as hell dudes. Very much so. That we very were lucky to have so. in our lives for a short period of time. But, yeah, it's a lot of work to write all that All of a sudden, I, I could hear Mean Gene up in heaven. You assholes couldn't <laughs> even fill up a boot for me. Let me tell you something, you sons of bitches. <laughs> hey, how's my Super Dave Osborne That was book? actually kind of close. Is that bad? It was. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to go on a high note. Actually, let's just stop the show. <laughs> I finally got a character everybody likes. Um, but yeah, I did want to start with that. Um, so we got the plug for the website out there. I also want to mention um, the our top ten list is out there. We just published it last week. Our top ten cigars of 2018. It's getting a lot of traffic. Um Go check it out. There are ten ones we stand behind. Is you will not be disappointed. Uh, try to give you a little bit in the list as far as profile wise. If you're looking for something heavy, for something medium, something uh, you know ballsy, and uh, so uh, check that out. Every two minutes, I have to at least get some kind of. I was of, about to say, you're going to have to put a tally count on this uh, so, so we know <laughs> how many. I know. Not a tally whacker. Damn you, man. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so check out the top ten list. Uh, oh, it, while you're uh, thinking about cigars, if you look at our list and want to buy some cigars, head over to FamousSmokeShop.com. FamousSmokeShop.com. Go to our website. It gets better. You should just go to our website, click on the link, and that was all you had to do. We sweetened the pot for you. Go to our website, click on the link, do some shopping. You spend 100 bucks at Famous. Put in the promo code at checkout, TNCC20, 20 bucks off. TNCC20. 20 off 100. That's, that's pretty sweet. That's like almost 20%. Okay. 
20 percent. 20 percent? Yes. That is 20%. 20% off your order of $100. TNCC well, 20. that's where it caps. You don't get 20 bucks off 100 uh, So that's new. And uh, we're excited they about that. Do they stack promo codes? Uh, they do not. I don't, I don't believe so. So you can forget all your other promo codes. This is the best. TNCC 20. I was about to say 20, 20%. That's yeah. pretty damn good. It's not. Most promo codes are 15 to 17% yeah. usually uh, on there. So, uh, And I suggest going get what you want. And then go over to their, on that same site, go to Cigar Monster. They've got the little five-pack deals, which come with free shipping. Don't waste money on shipping. Get a five-pack off Cigar Monster. That covers your shipping. Use our code. Boom. You're out of there for 80 bucks with a handful of great smokes. Famousmokeshop.com via the Tuesday Night Cigar Club website. All right. Man, you're getting pretty good at that. Did I do good? Yeah. Doing the whole commercial thing. It's a new year. Like, it's a new year. Someone someone spent Christmas practicing. What, I gotta go to your website and then there? What are you trying to do? Kill me? Peter, shut up. And we're back. Hey, Peter. My guy's named after a wing. Ugh. This is something's in the air tonight, boys. It's like whipping us right across the face. Ugh. Dude, you're just shoving this down my throat. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Cody, I'm going to shake... You know what? We're, we're doing all sorts of stuff tonight. I'm going to shake things up a little bit. Let's talk about the beer before the cigar. Because we've been sipping on here. It's interesting. It is. Well, I think you're going to be disappointed. No. It, my notes say it's not interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> There's nothing to do with penises in this beer. Oh. Well, not... Give me an hour. Oh. <laughs> we are drinking the Feisty Blonde... From Hop Fusion Aleworks. Man, that is viscous. It is. It is a honey vanilla blonde ale. As I said, Hop Fusion located in wonderful Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, it's Texas beer. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, it was, uh, it's, uh, like I said, located in Fort Worth. Uh, they started uh, producing and selling beer in 2016. So... Uh, it is a brew pub, but they're also distributing outside, and have we you are lucky enough to have snatched some up here. To had you heard of this place before? I had not. Okay, I, I was I was jerking my knobs over here. <laughs> no. uh, where's this at? <laughs> Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Okay. Uh, I have never heard of Hot Fusion Ale Works either. Um, we all know Fort Worth, uh, big balls in Cowtown. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the feisty blonde. Um, this ain't your mama's blonde. That's what it says on the. This ain't your mama's blonde. It is quite strong, uh, eight and a quarter ABV, but it's not bitter. Only sixteen IBUs. Eight and a quarter. That's what somebody's gonna be in store for if they get my transplant. And we lost track of what we were doing. Inches, not grams. Ah, thought you meant centimeters. I'm done. I'm done. No, I'm donating my wang to science. 2019 is just like 2018. <laughs> you said that about 2017. <laughs> Hot Fusion, uh, as they listed on their own description, this bronze golden ale combines deeply aromatic orange blossom honey with a touch of pure Mexican vanilla and raw brown sugar to round out its smooth finish. Brewed with four grains and two varieties of hops for balance, but unpasteurized and unfiltered to allow the natural essence of the citrus to blossom and shine. I believe it. 
I believe that last part. This is not something that I would actually like think that I would like, and I'm kind of liking it. I'm with him. When I when I because we had to do it. We're doing the Anna Nicole Smith movie, the feisty blonde. It's got a big, cute blonde chick with you know big hair on it. I was like, we gotta do this beer. But when I read the description, you know, the orange and the honey, and especially this time of year, and I was hesitant to say the least. Uh, I'm kind of digging on that vanilla. It, did you say brown sugar? Brown uh-huh. sugar. I'm getting a little bit of that brown sugar too. And Mexican vanilla. I kind of kind of liking it. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I don't See, know why not, I don't know why I feel See, it is, like it dirty. Is, it's not like 2018. He's liking something. <laughs> it's true. It is. It's actually. tasty. It's really good. It is a yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty thick, but it's light. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely. Yeah. It's. It's a real dense. Uh, dense swallow. It's uh, got a great mouthfeel. <laughs> uh, I mean, when you put when you pour, it's got a generous head. Uh, these are all beer terms. I don't know if you guys <laughs> read stuff. It's, uh, oh, I read stuff. I read stuff. <laughs> um, but no, I'm getting the brown sugar on the back end. I'm getting the, the vanilla. Yeah. And just a teeny little bit of hops on the front end. Yeah. No malts, bit. real. No real yeah. maltiness. Um, all right. Well, let's, it'll be interesting to see how yeah, it goes I'm with a cigar. Yeah, I'm kind of digging it. I really am. See how it goes with a cigar. Um, you got anything else you asked, or is that, is that all she wrote? That is all she wrote. All right. Fort Worth, good job, guys. Oh, well, I mean, I, me, I do have a little bit. They are actually doing really well. They won a uh, couple of awards uh, for the 2017 and the 2018 U.S. Open Beer Championship. We got a Whoa. silver medal for this beer. So we're liking it. So That's apparently thing, other right? people. What did I get for Jeff, the guy who overreacts? I mean, a bronze? Tarnished brass. Tarnished brass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. So they did better than me. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, it's certainly different enough. I could sure. see where it would stand out. At uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, you guys want to know a little bit about this? You look like you want to light up a cigar. I, I really do. Mm. Okay. Um, the cigar tonight is the Partagas Legend, a six and a quarter by fifty-four Toro, uh, Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. The binder is Honduran. Uh, Alancho San Agustin uh, from Honduras and the filler is aged Peloto Cubano from Dominican Republic I will say price to last this is a special cigar for Partagas obviously obviously, that's why we're featuring it we don't feature non-special well sure we do yeah we do we do a lot of (laughs) non-special cigars that's kind of what our thing is well the Partagas Partagas has been around forever if you've smoked cigars or if you've ever been into a cigar shop you've probably seen a Partagas cigar they're a very old Cuban label Um, they're one of the you know those brands that were brought over and marketed by general into American brands non-Cubans Punch Monte Cristo Partagas being the the big ones Uh, Partagas Legend this is from their uh, their press release. Partagas legend pays tribute to forefathers of the handmade cigar business who brought this venerable brand to prominence. Don Jaime Partagas, Ramon Cifuentes, Edgar Kuhlman Sr., Daniel Nunez, and Benji Menendez all had a hand in setting forth the attributes of the Partagas brand, elegance, discernment, masterful blending, and meticulous construction. Today, these qualities are perpetu- perpetuated in this new three-cigar collection. There's three sizes of the 
legend available. What does discernment mean? One who is discerning. So like they don't just use any leaves. They're, oh yes, they're discerning the leaves. Yes. yes, they're discerning the leaves. All right, lots of discerning going on. Well, basically, this cigar is made to honor the tobacco man. The so t- if you're just discerning, men. do you not really give a crap? No, I think discerning you do give a crap. I know that's why discerning you just. Oh no, I think it's undiscerning. Oh okay. Like oh. gosh, Jesus, tut, give me this crap, you undiscerning bastard. That doesn't no. sound right. You non-discerning bastard. It's non-discerning. You discerning bastard. No, discerning is nothing. Okay. I don't know. I kind of like Tutsway better. Discerning. <laughs> discerning. You discerning. I think it's non-discerning. Well, well if non- you're disaffected, you can be well, affected. Well, at this point, I have heard it both ways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Well, I'll, I'll come back to that. We'll check on break. This is a beautiful looking cigar. Uh, it's a very, very dark brown, uh, minimal veins, well packed. You know, not a not a soft spot in What's it. What's the wrapper on this thing? Uh, the wrapper was a Connecticut broadleaf. Um, I like the band. Let me tell you a little bit more about tobacco. Basically, uh, what I was getting at was uh, before we got off on grammatical stuff. It is a cigar made to tribute the tobacco men who first uh, started Partagas uh, back in the day. Uh, to answer your question, Tut. Deeply aged Dominican Peloto Cubano filler leaves, which are enveloped in a Honduran Olanco San Augustine binder and crowned in a lustrous Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. Did I pronounce that right? Connecticut? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the result. Hartford. Connecticut. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to let you know what they say the result is. We'll tell them what the result is. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, um, we are smoking the... Partagas, tor- you're on the hot seat. You're on the hot seat. You're uh, smoking the Toro tonight. Uh, there's also... This is the Toro Leyenda. There's also a Fabuloso Leyenda. Probably should have smoked that, right? That's got to be uh, better. I'm Fabuloso. Fabuloso. <laughs> uh, that's a 6.5 by 48. And then there's a Corono Extra Leyenda, 5 and a quarter by 44. Yeah, five and five and a quarter inch by forty-four, which would be what the guy saw when Tut donated his wing to science. I I still have my wing. The night, the night is young. We'll see after a couple of these feisty blondes. <laughs> <though, right? laughs> I'll stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Oh. Did you bring the mashed potatoes? I did. Did you? <laughs> oh, get my hopes up like that. Okay, so w- the the stage is set, boys. We have a legendary cigar made to m- honor legends. Yes. We have a beer that's we're all kind of surprised by how much we're enjoying yeah. it. Um, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, we- this movie can go wrong. All right, look. End of picture. It. End of 2017. We do. We end the year on Anna Nicole Smith's skyscraper. It was a great show. It was a great. We show. had a blast. We just it couldn't have gone better. So I'm like, well, what better way to end 2018 on our Christmas show than another Anna Nicole Smith action movie? Sometimes you cannot recreate magic. You don't go back to the well. Well, perhaps we, we should have been more discerning. We're not going to have this option again because she. This is the last one she made. Wow, <sighs> um, wow. We, that's that's amazing that she only made two. I wish there was more. I know I'm in the minority here, but I, I really, know you I wish really wish there was more. I am so fucking thankful that there's not. 
tonight we're going to be doing 1995s, which was actually right before Skyscraper, I believe. Yes. Uh, she actually filmed this movie first. Uh, this was her first uh, s- dipping her toes into the salty bathwater of the action world. Uh, I should have used my erotic voice for that. Uh, to the Limit. To the Limit. Written by director Raymond Martino, who was a biker in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Nice. Satan's Helpers. <laughs> Uh, William Strom, who played a security guard in last year's Anna Nicole movie Skyscraper. Remember him? No. And no. Joey Travolta. <laughs> Joey Travolta. Who plays a war hero in tonight's film. He helped write it. Uh, Martino. That makes sense. Also directed last year's film Sky- Skyscraper. So he did both Anna Nicole movies, our Raymond Martino films. So I think you know exactly what kind of night you're in store for tonight. An amazingly sh- unforgettable one, am I right? Straight. Oh. Joey Travolta had a hand in writing this? Yes. Oh, this movie makes so much more sense now. <laughs> but the scene where he's just smothered in Anne Nicole's titties? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know they wouldn't let him direct it. <laughs> I, I want another take. <laughs> we, we, no, Joey. We can't keep hiding up the bruises, Joey. we we got to shoot some other scenes with you. Um... Yeah, so that's quite that's quite an ensemble there uh, behind the camera. Um, man, real quick before I move on, everybody's lit up their cigars. I haven't you light up time. yours? Are you about to? Tut, what's your impression? Uh, it's very mild off of the light. Uh, I'm not really getting like any type of you know spice or pepper blast or anything like that. I'm just getting some really uh, nice earth out of the nose. Yeah, it's just I was just kind of taken back that it really wasn't a lot of you know power mongering. It's per Connecticut broadly, if you you do expect a little more power there, um, yeah, I'm just getting some really nice earth on the nose, and and that's, I mean we just lit up. I just didn't want to get too far into this film without you know like first impression. You're getting on a cold. I, I got nothing really off the cold draw. Not really. I had a, like a a raisin sweetness. Okay, a little bit of raisin. Um, I know the aroma was nice and interesting. Uh, it's got a nice feel to it. Uh, it's not exactly oily, but it's not dry either. Mine, yeah, mine's mine's kind of on the on the oily side of dry. <laughs> That's on the, <laughs> it's on the uh, oily it is side. A, of it's dry. a very it's a very like you said a very heavy box press, but a really nice box press. Oh yeah, uh, it's just a really good looking cigar. Um, my draw is a little tight on the in the early goings. Mine's actually really. I mean, my draw is almost perfect. Um, you know that you know that part that kind of like uh, after you retro hell and it it's not really a flavor of the retro hell but it's almost like a a flavor you pick up in your nose after it okay uh, nuts you got nuts in your nose <laughs> I got nuts in my nose hey that's him I was I'd stop um like a like a nice honey roasted peanut and that the honey that, actually could might be the... coming from the beer yeah okay. Uh-huh. Well, and that's it's also coming off of the aroma as well. I, there is a nuttiness in the air. Yeah. But I, I would it, it smells to me like salted cashews, and that's actually the could kind be. of the yeah yeah it could be. I'm getting I'm getting like a all right so a little bit nuts and uh, earth on the nose. I actually in the last few puffs here started to get a little bit of chocolate on the on the draw. But it was so quick and I'm so young into it I'm gonna. Reserved going further into that. 
I'll come back here in just a little bit. I'm going to stay right. on top of the beer and the cigar tonight. Uh, quickly. We're going to go in, boom, 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 what you experience, and we're going to move on. Okay. I think sometimes we get so, you know, because we love talking about cigars, and sometimes we'll stop the movie and we'll start kind of just talking cigar talk, and then it's like, where was I? Oh, wait, her tits were in somebody's face. <laughs> and it's just like, well, where was she? But, like, I, I think our listeners can get lost. Actually, if there's ever a night to uh, expand on cigar talk and beer no, talk, no, 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 we're gonna breeze through the cigar tonight. I we, think tonight, tonight's about the movie. To tonight's about the movie, boys. Uh, what uh, movie did we watch? I totally forgot it. And I actually watched this movie twice. Yeah, I watched it three times. Well, you had to watch it also on an airplane with me. With me, like so. Then not, now I've got nudge, three times. me elbowing you, like because you couldn't hear it. I had headphones on, but I'd like point to stuff, and <laughs> I made them switch seats with me on an airplane because I was like. I got to watch this movie for the show, and I, I can't watch it next to a stranger. <laughs> no, you cannot. No, you cannot. Uh, lots of stuff flying around in this movie. Um, yes. All right. Well, Two very big things flying around. I will just say this before we move on. The, tonight, so far, the rocks. I know we just let. It's not fair to this to the cigar, but this beer has won me over at first sip. Uh, yes. I'm glad I ate a big. You know, it's a little bit stronger, so I'm glad you got. Did you eat a big dinner on oh, the yeah, way up here? I always Ted? do. Um. Did you eat a big dinner, Yak Boy? I did. What'd you eat? <sighs> hamburger. A hamburger. From? Whataburger. <laughs> Good choice. What'd you eat, Tut? Hamburger. From? McDonald's. It was the only thing on the way. Hey, sounds like his intestinal tract might be pushed to the limit. Am I right? <laughs> hey, I ate plenty. I got kids. I eat a lot of McDonald's. I know, but that was one of my New Year's resolutions was to stop eating McDonald's. Hey, mine was to quit talking about dicks, and I've said it like 50 times tonight. Man, we're so horrible at these resolutions. Yeah, it's just terrible. Uh, all right, well, let's dig into this movie. I'll come back to the cigars. Keep your thoughts fresh. Get little pencils there. Write down some notes if you need to. Scribble I did. I wrote Connecticut Broadly. Connecticut Broadly. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we start things off with To the Limit. Uh, in the dimly lit secret headquarters, because we were supposed to do this last year. So as I'm reading it, usually it's so fresh. Like I w- I've watched it this week, but I haven't watched it. Now I'm getting all giddy because I'm, I'm remembering what I, what I loved about this movie. How do you, oh, never we start things off in the, in the dimly lit secret headquarters of our bad guy, Arthur Jameson. Which just completely threw me off because I'm such a huge fan of oh, we love Jameson. Jameson whiskey. And <laughs> we love Jameson. You put the bad guy's name as Jameson, which just yeah. saddens me at all levels. But he's kind of the coolest guy in the movie in a lot of ways. They, he is in some ways, but... <laughs> like, I'm just going to wake me up for the cigar talk. As he takes a look at a file folder tossed onto his desk with a large top secret stamp on it, that's, that's, how, you that's, know how, you know. that's how you know it's top secret, boys. <laughs> By a man dressed in all black, sporting a terrible fake mustache and an even more terrible fake Russian accent. Here's your top secret folder, comrade. He's like that dude out of a Beastie Boy video, he's man. So bad. And that mustache is literally falling off as he's talking. Uh, and when I Should say, we cut? No, keep rolling. And when I say dimly lit, this headquarters, I mean it. There's only a single bulb that's constantly swinging over the bad guy. Well, at least it has good ventilation. There's a good breeze blowing. Well, I was like, does he reach up and like when it stops, like <laughs> it's for it's for effect? Like, dude, it's always yeah, just swinging back. But it's crazy. Waiting for me to yell. Somebody close that window. <laughs> well, the heavily tattooed army fatigue wearing Jameson hands over a briefcase full of dough. I guess rubies. To the Russian agent, and he's on his way. I thought that was Ruples. 
They also like rubies, the jewels. Oh, okay, rubies. Yeah. Rubies. Oh. I was thinking rubles. I screwed up. Thanks for making me look like an asshole. <laughs> rubies, isn't that the currency in Legend of Zelda? It could be. I don't know. He gave him a briefcase full of money. <laughs> and when the Ruski <laughs> reaches the uh, building's rooftop... After a few minutes of opening credit footage that was totally reused in Skyscraper. <laughs> like, all that helicopter footage, I recognize. It was totally from Skyscraper. You would. He's almost immediately pushed out of the helicopter ride in a classic double cross, and we see this lifeless dummy with a fake mustache. Oh, that's ah! horrible. <laughs> Director Raymond Martino loves the double cross. In Skyscraper, that dude, the bad guy, was every time he got a briefcase, he'd shove somebody off, of, off a building. That's classic Martino. Oh my God. But it feels like it's not enough. It's not enough of a double cross. Uh, well, anywho, once the other bad guy then, the other Russian in the helicopter, cracks open <laughs> cracks open the briefcase to smell his money, he activates either a bomb or a missile targeting signal, not sure which, and his helicopter is suddenly blown to smithereens as Jameson laughs in his headquarters, holding a joystick... On his computer screen, there's this cartoon Apache helicopter. It was firing a triple missiles. cross. <laughs> but what was that? It's like a video game. I don't know. And when I saw this footage, I was like, I'm out. Did they blow up the briefcase with a bomb, or did he shoot missiles that, at it? I, I, thought, that the, missiles. I thought that at this budget, that was the level of CGI. That, that was oh, we were supposed to believe that was a real helicopter? That was the real helicopter. Oh, man, it was so hilarious. Uh, it seemed like a simple briefcase bomb, but Jameson has that horrible cartoon on his computer. I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, then it's back to work as Jameson begins planning for yet another assassination, this time of a man named Frank Da Vinci. Frank Da Vinci. I got a lot to talk about Frank Da Vinci, I'll tell you that much. Then we cut to Frank Da Vinci, portrayed by John's older brother, Joey Travolta. Joey Travolta. Uh, he's tied up and blindfolded, but he's not in any real hot water, you see. When his blindfold's ripped away, he's surrounded by gigantic titties. It's his bachelor party. Ah. There's a priest there, some off-duty cops, a gangster named Elvis wearing a sweet Native American fringe jacket. It's like surgically attached to his body. He never takes it off the whole <laughs> it's movie. It's actually the best part of the entire movie. It's a party, boys. It yes, I was seeing you were there. I was there. What were you doing there? <laughs> I was waiting for him to take off that fringe jacket. <laughs> Seriously, you steal it? Yeah, well, I think we all want it. Uh, it was so much of a party that the next morning we see Frank and his priest both hung over, praying for forgiveness right before the wedding ceremony. Uh, they received word from their friend Thomas China Smith. That he'll be at the church shortly, as soon as his wife Colette is done and taking her sp- sponge bath. Because uh, you guys have all sent that text, right? Yes. Hey, running late. I'll be there right after my wife finishes her sponge bath. Oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> I think they, he was just throwing that out there to like, yeah, we know what you're doing. And literally, they were about to get, like, he was walking up to the altar to get married at that very second. Uh, oh, well, we can't really stop it for you, uh... <laughs> All right, well, I, I need to take a puff. I'm, I'm neglecting my cigar real quick. Uh, Yax, you're blazing away on that thing. You enjoying it? I am. A little bit of... You're a liar. Sweetness from the cold draw did not go through. I mean, like I said, you know, didn't like start off with any sort of blast of flavor or anything. Just so far, it's been a little bit of... 
Earth. Not really picking up any like you know spice or, or heavy spice or anything like that. Just very no. mild. On the, on the very back of the throat, there is a touch of leather and a very small hint of sweet raisins. Mm. Getting the leather, but not the sweetness at all. I'm getting the earth and, like we said, some nut- nuttiness on the nose and the leather on the back end, and uh, that's it for me. So, uh, strength is seeming to step up a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, a little bit beyond medium. Um, I've still got a really tight draw. Um, oh, mine's perfect. You guys are just, yeah, look like you're just in a much better situation than I am. Hey, before we get on with this uh, just wonderful, riveting, pendulous movie. Uh, can I have another beer, please? Yes, yes, I could use one myself. Uh, yeah, I'll let you. All around, all around, bring another round. Uh, speaking of bring another round, uh, if you're a fan of our theme song or the music we listen to here on the show, uh, we're listening to live at Elijah P's from the Bishops tonight. That is, of course, the band of Fritz Beer. Our uh, FritzBeer.com. Where's our FritzBeerMusic.com? FritzBeerMusic.com. He's our fifth member. Um, he supplies all the music to the show, all the good times. Uh, so head on over there and, uh, and buy some tunes. We certainly couldn't do what we do without it. Um, yeah, uh, you guys just jump in with the cigar because I'm. I, yeah, you just keep blazing away through this movie. Let's get it over with. When he stopped the show, I. For a beer, I thought it might be the I quit speech. <laughs> I heard him rehearsing it out back earlier. Uh, I was like, this should be interesting. <laughs> Make sure the cameras are on. Is he going to go, like, crazy? Or just do, you know, have some dignity? I hope crazy. Um, well, guess what? Uh, Thomas China Smith warned them that they were going to be late because of the sponge bath. Cut to Colette taking her sponge bath. Uh, Colette, of course, is played is that in quotes? <laughs> by our favorite action heroine, Anna Nicole Smith. At least you didn't say acted by. No, I changed. I, I, you got to use careful vernacular with these movies. And uh, could you tell a difference between this bathing sequence and the similar one she did in the beginning of Skyscraper? Both films open up with her bathing. Uh, to me, she showed kind of a naive confidence in this one that I thought really worked for the character. Um, I think she dialed it a little bit back in Skyscraper. She kind of went for it more on this, I thought. She's moaning a lot. She was, like, <laughs> she was basically like holding, holding her crotch like right under the water, just going nuts. Like It seemed a lot more primal to me, you know? Anywho, she's not really... Even... Yeah, I really wasn't paying attention or anything. Uh <laughs> She's she's not really even bathing, let's be honest, as she mainly just squeezes her enormous knockers and pleasures herself. That's why they're late to the wedding. She wanted to get off. Which really doesn't make any sense, because as soon as she gets out, they pretty much just have sex. She's insatiable. Uh, China Smith yells out uh, for his wife to hurry up. We're going to be late for the wedding. I'm coming. I'm coming. She moans. Hey, do you think she improved that little wordplay there? Coming? No. Because you can say I'm coming, like I'm getting ready. Yes. Or, uh, no. Yes, we're all aware. <laughs> we're all right. Uh, aware. A play on words, not a clever play on words. But the wedding has already started between Frank and his lovely, smoking hot, much younger bride, Lupe. 
Lupe. Joey Travolta had a hand in that casting. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like they'll be uh, a little late. No biggie. You know, this movie actually could have been really cool. I heard Meryl Streep was up for the part of, like, Lupe. But Joey, <laughs> Joey wasn't nope, feeling it. Nope. 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 <laughs> Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies here. He didn't really talk like John Travolta. So. Uh, but as a ceremony, the wedding ceremony takes place, we see a van full of hitmen arrive outside the church right on time. Uh-oh. Uh, wait, scratch that. Colette and her man, China Smith, are going to be a lot late. Because as Yak said, uh, after giving her a locker key to guard with her life, he gives her this bus locker key on a chain to wear to the wedding. Never take this off, guard with your life. You're trusting me with this thing? He decides that now he's horny. So she gets she gets naked again, and they make love in slow motion for a pretty good while. How can she just go like that again after just... I guess women are different. Uh, I guess so. If only they had extended these scenes out, I don't know, another hour and a half. <laughs> Cut out the rest you know, of as I, as I watched Colette, as I watched Colette ride China Smith like a mechanical bull, I couldn't help but think she must have suffered some intense back pain over the years. Her breasts are just enormous. Like that can't well, be comfortable. The, the silicone implants are. Uh, Are you kidding me? They were empty. They were just giant helium balloons. Well, <laughs> when we did this movie, we were supposed to do this movie originally, I was going to ask the doctor some medical questions. He's not here. So we're just going to have to come up with our own assumptions. Yax, would you say that her brassiere was taken to the limit? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> I can't I Unfortunately. <laughs> I've lost some respect for you. Well, it certainly wasn't too early to tell. <laughs> well, Colette if only <laughs> Smith had, you know, at least somewhere, you know, while he's, like, you know, pleasuring his movie wife and like, oh, that's the limit. Then would be like, hey, there it is. There it is. <laughs> you are taking me to the limit, baby. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. Sorry. I forgot our rule. No talking while we're doing it. <laughs> what happened to your boner? Just, just don't talk. Give it a minute. It'll be back. <laughs> Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to go get some iced tea. I'll be back in 20. Sounds good, baby. (laughs) Well, Colette and China get out the front door uh, just as the wedding ceremony's over. They miss the whole wedding to screw and take baths. Uh, Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's go, he says. Well, you're the one that wanted to make love, silly. She counters. Oh, shit. I forgot the wedding present. As she runs back inside to get the gift, China starts up the ignition on his car, and it blows the hell up, sending Colette flying back into the house. I hope she landed on something soft. <laughs> oh, terrible, Todd. I can't believe you said that. No, because if she landed on her stomach, she didn't land on anything soft. Yeah, that's true. When he was grabbing him in that thing, you could hear the squeakle, squeakle. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, good lord, when she bent backward in the sex scene, her boobs looked like these weird mushrooms. It just, it wasn't, I didn't like it, I'm sorry. Uh, Tut, or Yax, did you like it? I was, uh, I was okay with it, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, mean I honestly fell asleep during that scene, right? I, I, I was kind of in it for the action scene, sorry, I'm an action guy. 
Uh, meanwhile, did you start to see the penis on China Smith? Holy smokes! <laughs> no, they didn't show his penis. That's Raymond Martino does not show penis. He knows what we want. Uh, meanwhile, back at the church, as soon as Frank and Lupe walk out the front doors, the masked hitman and one hit woman open fire. They're shooting everyone in sight with shotguns, machine guns. Frank takes a couple shotgun blasts. He's down. Poor Lupe gets mowed down. But Frank's groomsmen all pull out their pistols and start returning fire. At this point, we don't know who, what's going on. They're not cops. We don't know what's like who they are. Uh, guys are using tiny tree limbs for cover as they shoot. <laughs> Other dudes are just literally jumping through the air nonsensically to get rid of my bullets. For some reason, did you see the old oh, cowboy that jumps out of nowhere? Like a dude's about to get shot, and this old yes, Mexican yes, cowboy yes, yes. jumps. I guess maybe Lupe's, Lupe's dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets shot to hell. It's like, who's next? Like the construction worker, the Navy guy. Oh my god, it was just it was insanity. Uh, I don't know what the hell that old cowboy was doing there. It all ends with the cops finally showing up, and they shoot up the hitman's van, causing it to explode. And the lone Romanian assassin dance around with his body engulfed by fire. I thought it's got pretty cool. Yeah. Little, uh, you know, it was a real guy on fire. That was the. That I, was like I, I seventy. Love that effect. Just, that was seventy hey, percent of their budget. The shootout might have been cheesy as hell, but that car blowing up and that guy on fire. That was that was, that was pretty cool. And it, like I said, seventy percent of their budget. Uh, well, I'd give it a good forty percent. You don't just get Joey Travolta. Exactly. Or exactly. these. Or these. Oh. Oh shit. Frank is rushed into the hospital. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it now. That is going to be the name of this film from now on. Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's her catchphrase. It is her catchphrase. It's her yippee-ki-yay. It's her I'll be back. so many times in this film that I'm just like, this this is what this film should have been called. Oh, shit. That's what she should have said when she read the script. Oh, shit. She can read? No, that's what all of her... (laughs) I'm sorry. Too soon. That's what that's what all of her uh, oh. co-stars said when they saw her sign. Oh shit! All right, action movie. Who's the lead? Oh shit! I'm sorry. You know, there's another scene in this movie. We'll get to it, but it just Joey Travolta's like, trust me, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, we know. I that. saw the scene. Yeah, and I, read, I, I read page one twelve. <laughs> I, I literally this. There's a scene that's gonna happen here towards the middle of the film. And it just literally, I could not stop laughing for like 20 minutes because I was like, that's the most realistic thing in this fucking movie. All right, well, you know us. We'll get there. Uh, Frank is rushed into the hospital on a stretcher with his buddies Elvis and Don Williams at his side. Don Williams? Yes. Recognize him? Yes. It's Bobby Six Killer from Renegades. Which I didn't understand why he didn't have the Sweet Fringe jacket. Exactly, man. You know he needed it. Stereotype. Because Raymond Martino is flipping the script on us. But how these Six two... killer deserve How these two are friends jacket. and what any of them are doing with... They're not questioned by like why they were shooting at everybody, but they're not cops. I still don't know if these guys are gangsters. Are they Are they black ops? We what, don't what know. Are they? We don't know. But we're going to find out. And how low has Six Killer gotten to he's in this? Well, this would be right around the Renegade days, so this... Oh, yeah. I mean... This is going to be my breakout. <laughs> this is... My, rene- my days on <laughs> Renegade are be, over. He signs on, gets the contract, cashes the check, and he's like, this is going to be my breakout. He then probably... A week later, <laughs> and then the call signs, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, he probably signed on thinking he got the role of Frank Da Vinci. <laughs> hey, page yeah, I 112. Think everybody was signing on. Oh, that shit. Role. Don Williams. <laughs> I'm Native American. How the hell am I Don Williams? 
I just thought that name for his character was crazy. Don Williams? <laughs> Buck Smith. All right, well. Uh, and I was really just hoping it was actually Don Williams, the musician. He was just coming <laughs> out with that be... dulcet no. voice. Is there a Don Wynn? It's not him. No, it's me. <laughs> uh, once Frank is cut off the ER, we meet a Dr. Harris, who I have a feeling it's a good thing our doctor is not here tonight. Oh, man. Uh, we'll get to that <laughs> here in just a minute. To be continued. Uh, oh, man, the doctor would have some issues oh. with Dr. Harris. You know who we absolutely do not have any issues with? What's that? Our friends over at Drew State. I want to talk briefly real quick about Drew State's Herrera Esteli Miami line. The Herrera Esteli Miami is crafted by Level 9 Rollers from Cuba at the El Titan de Bronze on Cali Ocho in Little Havana, Miami. Willie Herrera's family factory, who we've spent a lot of time with on the road last year. It is the oldest remaining Fabrica in Little Havana. Like the short Corona size featured at the 2016 IPCPR trade show, the complete Herrera Stella Miami line is expertly crafted with a lavish Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper over a rich Ecuadorian Sumatran binder with select fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. Uh, the new look of Herrera Stella Miami features a black and gold color tone. Looks very sleek. I like it. It does look very nice. And it's only available to Drew Diplomat retailers in five Vitolas. Seek it out, folks. My draw on the cigar has opened up a little bit, so not Good. nearly your guys' smoke production or, or things. Uh, anything new? Mm-mm. Leather on the leather on the draw. You guys are getting a little bit of sweetness, raisins, sweetness. Raisin on the, has really picked up, actually. Man, I'm, I'm just not I'm getting starting the sweetness. To get, I'm starting to get a little bit of uh, pepper on the retro. I'm not getting any pepper, but I am starting to get just a hint of chocolate. On the retro? Oil? No, or on the draw. On the, the draw. draw with the leather? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm getting it's still. A nice, it's a nice smoking cigar. It's not a. It's, it's, it's not a beautiful. Over, I'm, I'm disappointed that I'm having the. Uh, it's like I said, it is opening up a little bit, but it is a, just a good looking cigar. It's a good looking cigar, and I like the fact that its its flavors aren't just like overpowering. If that makes sense, like it's not just beating you down with whatever flavor yeah. it is. It's just a nice casual smoke. No, and you know cigar. what? If it progress, if it Progresses, progresses like this right? to where you know the leather starts to be joined by <coughs> excuse me some chocolate like you're getting yeah. and that nuttiness and earthiness on the it does keep progressing this could turn into something yeah. uh maybe yeah. maybe it's a journey not a you know here it is uh take it or leave it maybe complexity i guess is transitions transitions i like what i said a, a tobacco journey perhaps it will take us to the limit this cigar may take us to the limit. No. It's far too early to tell. Oh. And the beer is still drinking very smoothly. Yes. Uh, beer is deceptive. I'm, I'm waiting for that eight and a quarter to sneak no, up on me. Give me a break. We're pros. Eight and a quarter, my ass. I'm going to tell you something about you, son of a bitch. <laughs> and there it goes. And there it goes. Oh, hey. <laughs> I was hoping for a little more subtle uh, <laughs> click into action, but... <laughs> uh, no, man, just that, that, that really nice vanilla, Mexican vanilla, the brown sugar. Yeah. But, man, we're usually we get kind of iffy about that kind of stuff, especially honey. I'm not really getting a lot of honey off of it. It's just a very... It's almost like a hint. unibrew beer made in Texas, kinda. Which, which is that high is. praise. Kind of, yeah. That's the best compliment I can give a brewery is comparing them to unibrew. So, well done, uh, Hot, Hot Fusion, Fusion Ale Works. Something finally good came out of Fort Worth. Oh, wait, isn't that where the doctors? <laughs> Edit that out. 
Remember that female assassin? There was that one female assassin? The one female assassin. Well, turns out she escaped back to Jameson's lair. That overhead light is still swinging. <laughs> and he uh, opens up her... He's got her sitting down in a chair. He opens up her top and comes up behind her, and he feels her boobs up before strangling her with her own bra. Because she failed him. Nobody fails Jameson. Nobody. Here, let me squeeze your boobs, and you're dead. <laughs> she swore oh. up and down that Frank Da Vinci was as good as dead. She counted six solid hits into his body, but clearly, Jameson says... You don't know Frank da You Vinci. don't know Frank Da Vinci. He's legendary. He has many lives. Let me squeeze your boobs some more. They were nice boobs, at least. Well, they were nice boobs. Uh... A little different than Anna Nicole's. They come in all shapes. They come, real? they come in all shapes and sizes, guys. Yeah, like real and not real. Are we confident that the Anna Nicole's aren't real? Yeah, we're pretty damn confident. Okay. When she lays on her back, they look like mushrooms. I don't get the mushrooms thing. Because it's like, like a plateau. It like goes up and then it's just flat across, and then it comes down. Uh, that'd be like where the implants just yeah. sink at the top. I think maybe now what they do is they do like a, another, maybe a nipple implant to keep that shape going where it's not mushroomy. Well, if only we had somebody with some sort of medical degree. To the doctor. Us. The doctor should be here. Jeez. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the hospital, Don Williams is telling <laughs> he's telling Elvis. And, and these two together are just like, I want a movie just with these two guys. Elvis is hard to explain, man. He's, he's probably a guy about late 50s. <laughs> Huge Elvis hair. I guess that's why they call him he Elvis. Looks like, I was like, is this like some sort of like you know cousin of like Tony Curtis or something? Because he just he looked a lot like Tony Curtis. I was just like, am I like am I confused here? Because he just he looks like Tony Curtis. He really did. That's a good that's a good call. Well, they're sitting in the cafeteria uh, talking about how Frank uh, had felt for years like he was cursed. John Williams tells Elvis a story about their last black ops mission in Hanoi. <laughs> they were there to assassinate General Tang. Sang? Sang. Uh, I think it would be Tang, I mean. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Who was playing... Uh, General Sang was playing both sides up the middle. The VC, FBI, CIA... Why is the FBI the in N- Vietnam? The NVA, the NBA, the YMCA... <laughs> The FFA, the Future the Farmers of Trotters. The he AAA, the AARP. He's oh God, the AARP. The Harlem, in this? The Harlem he stacked the Washington generals against him. <laughs> everybody was... He was playing everybody, and they were sent there to terminate him. Uh, but during the bloody firefight, Frank shot a young Asian girl, General Sang's granddaughter, in the chest by accident. And as he cradled her in his arms, screaming... No! I just did it better than him, by the way. You really did. <laughs> to the heavens. Uh, from that moment forward, he felt his life was cursed from killing this child. Now Elvis understands. And you can know that because he goes, Now I understand. I, tr- I truly understand now. I, that, that's a line of dialogue. I don't understand anything. Don Williams goes, Do you understand now? I understand now. I truly understand now. I got that he understood. I really felt like these guys weren't given a script. They were literally handed a flashcard. Just say this. doesn't matter how you say it. Just say it. And just then, Dr. Harris appears and informs them he was able to remove the bullet from Frank's spine and he's going to live. But when asked if he's going to regain all of his motor skills, Dr. Harris says, it's much too early to tell. Dude, that's our doctor's line. 
I had to pause it and just walk away. Like, I can't believe Dude, this. I saw it. I had a closed caption on on the screen in the airplane. <laughs> Tut was, like, sleeping. I, like, elbowed him. And I'm like, Dude, that doctor said it's way too early to tell. Uh, what a phony. Even though it happened, what, 30 years before our podcast? Or 25 years before our podcast? That guy's a phony. That guy is a phony. Fuck you, Dr. Harris. Hey, we're anti-Dr. <clears throat> Harris. I'm going to write that down. Sternly worded letter. <laughs> to to who? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the actor goes out to his mailbox. Oh. My first piece of fan mail. I only played Dr. Harris in that one movie. Fuck you, Dr. Harris. That's our thing. We got t-shirts to prove it, asshole. <laughs> Look, I don't know who you guys are. Right? Listen, I we get a cease and desist from Dr. Harris. I don't want any problems with you guys. Look, I've fallen on hard times. I, I had never acted again. I, Yeah. Uh, excuse me, gentlemen. I am the representative from Joey Travolta. <laughs> I hear you've got a copyright infringement going on. Easy. We don't want any trouble with the Travoltas. Sorry, I, I, got, I got stuck playing the, the position of the doctor. I really you know, went out and I tried to be Frank Travolta. Everybody wants to be Frank Da Vinci or China Smith. <laughs> What's your two things you get up to? Smoking a cigar and screwing in on the cold? Fuck you, Travolta. <laughs> I know I should, but no, I, I did, but I did it. <laughs> that guy's been in a lot of stuff. China Smith. Yes. Oh, man, he's been in a lot, one Lifetime movie after another. He's been in a bunch of 80s stuff. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I pictured Doctor just in the background. Fuck you, Travolta. Yeah, he really should have been here. <laughs> uh, I know I shouldn't say it, but I did it. Well... God, it was bound to happen. We were bound to come across, and it was the same kind of doctor as the doctor that inspired our yeah. doctor from Sleepaway Camp. One little scene. I'm afraid it's much too early to tell. And Don Williams gives him that hug. Fucking a duck. That fucking rocks. He's like, yes, it does, Don. It it's fucking great news. <laughs> it's just a weird scene. Don um, once again, they were literally handed flashcards. Just do what it says. Don Williams has no like hospital etiquette. Like, how's he fucking doing, Doc? <laughs> He's, I pulled the bullet from his spine. Fucking A, Doc. Like, I still don't know who Don Williams is. Is he a cop? Is he a bad guy? Was Frank a bad guy? Who's what? Nobody knows. Across town at the bus station, Colette, last we saw her, she was getting blown back from the car bomb. Remember that key you put around her neck? You trust me with this stupid thing? She, oh, shit. Just, I'm sorry. She uses the key her man China gave her to unlock the bus locker, and it's empty, and we get our first, actually our second... Oh, shit. There was supposed to be something in there, and it's gone. That was her way of telling us that. Colette has a scar across her forehead, but otherwise she seems to have recovered from the car bomb blast. She races back to her... This is interesting. She races back to her motel room where she quickly changes clothes. She had, like, a disguise on. She quickly gets naked, puts on a sweater and another disguise... And immediately, her hotel room is stormed by assassins. She, like, shoots one that comes in the door. She, like, breaks another one's, you know, like, karate chops him. One guy makes a mistake. You fucking bitch. To which she shoots him, and then she... Or she breaks his nose with her elbow, and then she points the gun at Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> shoots him twice in the face. She's heartless. She then runs out to her car, and a huge firefight ensues. She's driving backwards, firing through the thing, at least 100 rounds through a pistol. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Before that, she steals a cop car. They block her way to her car. So she yanks a cop out of her cop car, the Terminator style. This is 1L19. I, whoa! 
I got two I giant. Need, I, I need your. <laughs> we were talking well on that. It sounds like it was suffocated by something. Uh, <laughs> Had she done that, I would have not been more surprised. You something just, beat this man to death. I just started my shift, and all of a sudden it was tits up. <laughs> all right, talk. Tell us what happened. No, it literally was tits up. That's all I saw. <laughs> I was just waiting here. His like, face is bruised. Left if, if the cop had turned around and she just been like, <laughs> knocked him into like something, I would not be surprised. I called the one two. Well, these bad guys just keep coming and coming. She yanks the cop out of the car, jumps in, she throws it in reverse, peels out of the parking lot. She's driving at 80 miles an hour in reverse down the highway, shooting through the windshield at the hitmen. They're driving like nose to nose with her. What I love is how they don't explain anything. We don't know who anybody is or what's going on. As they fly down the highway shooting each other, she's finally able to spin the cop car around, facing forward, and she tosses a grenade out the window, blowing her pursuers to kingdom come. I'm fairly certain that's not standard issue in a cop car. <laughs> but, just, but just then, oh shit, a helicopter lands and blocks the road up ahead, and more bad guys pile out of the helicopter and start shooting at her. Well, Colette, what does she do? Fuck it. She hits the gas... Plows right through the dudes and drives right through the helicopter. Well, a helicopter is just made of you know lightweight Metal aluminum and, and fuel. Just lightweight aluminum and it leaves a giant fireball. She's untouched. Her car's fine, but she literally drives through the helicopter uh, and she's just looking in her rearview mirror like another day at the office. You have to assume though here because of her driving skills and she had that grenade. She's some kind of heavy hitter. Well, she's heavy, she right. she she's got some heavy she's got some heavy things. She's a little bit of heavy qualities. That was quite a action sequence. Oh yes, just like no, it wasn't. No, just, it wasn't. Just like everything else in this movie, she was up a, to this point completely. Hey, was no. she a feisty blonde when she's? He punched that dude in the I nose know, and I, said, I did, fuck I did, you, and shot I did, him. I didn't believe That's it. Feisty. I, there's nothing in this thing that I have believed yet. It's feisty. But she was a feisty blonde. Her character. I have felt nothing. I felt no connection. You gave the Native American the name <sighs> Don Williams. <laughs> it's six killer. <laughs> Elsewhere in Las Vegas at the Arizona Charlie's Hotel and Casino. I spent a month there one weekend. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to need a moment. Okay. Because uh, that... First of all, that action sequence was boring as fuck, but the way you described it was the most funny action field thing. You had me more riveted than that scene ever did <laughs> when you were throwing in the fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I think that was an improv. She, she only says, oh, shit. She, oh, uh, shit. Oh, God, man. I want to watch your movie. Okay. Whatever you watch, because we didn't watch the same one. Do you Whatever really want to watch my movie? Because we had a little group chat on the messenger today, the three of us, about what I want a movie I want to make. <laughs> We're throwing out movie ideas to do on the show here, folks. And, uh, you know, usually I, I pick something and, you know, I get complaints, but we end hey, up having a good time. I threw out that we should do The Darkest Hour. Which is a Churchill movie. With I Gary asked, Oldman. With Gary Oldman. He won an Oscar. I mean, Churchill, yeah. he's, something he, different for us. The man has is, is like legendary, not for. I asked thing, the simple but. question: Did it have any titties in it? <laughs> you didn't answer. Oh, I did answer. <laughs> not so, immediately, but I did. I was like, was, somebody said it's too bad, and or I said, did Anna, it's too bad, and Nicole didn't make a Churchill movie. Well, Wait I said, a no, minute. I said if the. And a Nicole version of The Darkest Hour, of course there would be titties. So that got me thinking, 
Tut's saying he'd like to see my interpretation of a. I threw out the idea of maybe using if we make some some money this year, maybe making a Churchill movie. We all admire the man, great man, great story. Got a good cigar named after. We him. don't have Anna Cole great. anymore. Rest in peace. Why not get Stormy Daniels to play Churchill? <laughs> have her throw some grenades. Oh. Didn't he do that? Did he throw grenades and drive yes. in reverse and do some cool shit? <laughs> Stormy Churchill. Anyway, that's a talk for. I'm just. I'm letting our listeners know like behind the scenes stuff. They like that brainstorming oh. sessions. Oh shit. Uh, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Tut pooped himself. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I, I just said your accent is pretty much spot on. All right. Well, you're lucky. There's a lot more movie to go. I'll do my there best. Is- where was I? Oh, Arizona Charlie's Hotel and Casino. Oh, Arizona Charlie's. Didn't we lose Tut for a few hours Didn't they there? Didn't they say they were going to Vegas? Vegas? <laughs> like, dude, this movie shows up. I watched two movies back to back. This and Hard Vice with, because it was going to be a double feature we were going to oh, right, do right. with uh, Gene Simmons' wife. Uh, uh, Shannon Shana Tweed. Tweed. Dude, they shot that whole movie at Arizona Charlie's too. It's like this guy had a casino, let him use it. A lot of Arizona Charlies, uh, <laughs> which you know we're looking for next time we're in Vegas. Uh, dude, Elvis is there. You got a problem with that jacket? <laughs> no, we don't, Tony. No. Tony Curtis look alike. Fucking Don Williams is there. I never <laughs> left. We joined gangster Joey Bambino. Joey Bambino. <laughs> fucking names. Oh. The baby. Played by David Provol of Sopranos fame. He was, oh, he, yes. he was on Sopranos. Oh, well, he's been in so many things. This uh, he he was uh, Tony's short-lived brother-in-law, Richie Aprile. Uh, Manson lamps. He had those Manson lamps. Those weirdo. Those weird eyes. Uh, we join him in the in the hotels. He's being ridden like a like sea biscuit by a very nude blonde woman. Joey's yelling at the TV as she's screwing him. He's watching sports. He learns that all his sports teams failed. They didn't cover the spread. He's a gambler. And we do know he's a gangster. We do learn this guy is an actual mobster. Uh, but, uh, yeah, none of his teams covered the spread. A problem I don't imagine Colette faced uh, yeah. much in her life. But when the news is interrupted to announce the shooting of art dealer and decorated Vietnam vet Frank Da Vinci, he's an art dealer. Joey tosses the babe off of him and makes a quick phone call. You're not gonna believe what I saw on the TV. I guess news back then. It was, it was weird to me. It was like a friend died. Facebook, cell phones. Like you would know. Like I guess yeah, shit travels slow. I, did, I thought that was weird. How you would well, see it on TV. And also, you know, I'm sitting here going, well, after the wedding, considering that all of the groomsmen literally just started unpacking heat, like, <laughs> they came to the wedding strapped. Like, <laughs> yes, but none of them got in trouble by the cops. I mean, I'm pretty sure Don Williams shot that old cowboy. You're gonna go in pieces. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a pun. Uh... Well, uh, he makes a phone call to, to his other mobsters that uh, Frank Da Vinci's been hurt. So we cut to the hospital the next morning when Joey and some other mobsters accompany their boss, Philly Bambino, Philly Bambino, I to just... visit Frank. Turns out they all grew up in the same neighborhood together, and Philly promises Frank, he still can't talk, he's got a respirator hooked up, 
through his nose and stuff, that they're going to take care of your hospital bills, your little niece Mary, everything. We got it. We'll take care of you. Your family, we love you. Here's an interesting little thing. Oh, Philly also promises him when he get out of there, they're going to hook him up with a big bowl of pasta vizol. And he'll be right as rain in no time. Oh, dude, that was like the... We're going to take you to Fazuli's and get you some pasta vizol. Well, that was kind of dice clay there. Uh, Here's the thing. I watched this movie three times. It wasn't until the middle of the second time. I thought Philly Bambino was Joey Travolta. Yeah. I honestly, I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Because he looks like a lot like Frank Stallone. Yeah, at first I thought, is that... And I thought... But it was one mind, of the... the brothers, celebrity I was brothers. Like, you, you I was couldn't like, oh, that's it. him. I never made a connection that the guy who, you know, was white-haired and, like, had, like, no charisma or whatever, that was John Travolta's brother. The gangster had a little bit of something. Well, I was yeah. just, you know, I was like, this wouldn't be one of those movies. I was like, it'd be to the limit. Travolta, Stallone. <laughs> well, Frank like, Stallone was in the Chantweed movie, yeah, yes. Hard Vice, yeah. <laughs> which would, it was going to be an awesome double feature we were going to do, but we, we dropped the ball. Well, folks, Travolta and Stallone were also in Beach Babes. <clears throat> From Beyond? Oh, right. Yes. No, that was just Stallone. No, Stallone? no Joey Travolta was the The guy, guy who in... made the spaceships? Who's, yeah. who's Frank Stallone? No, you're thinking of... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Swayze. Swayze. No, no, no. He, he, no, he Martin was, Sheen's brother. No, 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 no. Estevez. Frank, Joe Estevez was Joe, the other guy. No, it was Stallone's No, no. Okay, it was, it was Be, Joe Estevez. No, no, no in, Swayze in the, in the was the father in the, in the beginning. Yeah. And then we go on to Frank Stallone. No, yeah, Frank Stallone. No, has, I think it was like Stallone's mom or something like. That. Oh no, yeah, Stallone's mom and Swayze were married, and Joe Estevez was on the beach. Yes, yes. And the guy yeah. who made the spaceships was, was Joey, Joey Travolta. Travolta, but he had dark hair. Yeah. And he didn't look like this. And he actually yeah. had like charisma and stuff. Yeah. He was only given like three lines. No. Yeah, this is better than this. Um. Well, Philly and, and brother Joey uh, leave to head back to Vegas, but they leave behind two other mobsters, Benny and Louie, to help Don Williams watch over Frank. Uh, anybody who went through this much trouble to kill Frank isn't going to just you know stop now until he's dead. As they exit the hospital, Colette is parked outside in a convertible, now wearing a beret and sunglasses to conceal her identity. Can't tell it's her. Hey, is that lady with the giant world's biggest knockers? Is that the girl with... Well, she's got the beret on. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't be wearing sunglasses. I did it. I did it. <laughs> no, well, it's not me. I don't know. Maybe not the sports car convertible where everybody can see you? I've got to be inconspicuous. The best place to hide is right in front of their noses. <laughs> it's kind of hard to, like... She's so unique. Like, the bray and, and the sunglasses don't quite cut it. Uh, John noticed when they walked out of the hospital, Philly Bambino was wearing a totally different shirt and suit than oh, when, yeah. he, when he was up there. It's like, done days he later. He was wearing his hospital suit, and as he's leaving, he's wearing his non-hospital suit. Oh, that's gangster. They, they, yeah. they, you don't want to be seen outside. It's bad luck. Uh, okay. But I also hey, like Mario, now the fact that just out of nowhere, we still phone. have no context for these characters. Philly Gambino... No, like, Bambino. Bambino. Wait, the Gambino? No, the Bambino. <laughs> the Bambino. Oh, shit. Uh, 
No, but dude, she does yeah. say that. Philly Bambino. Oh, shit. Well, since all of our key players are out in the parking lot, a female hit woman disguised as a nurse tasers two security guards, roundhouse kicks Don Williams, and injects some kind of green poison into Frank's IV drip bag. Which she also then... But she kills Don Williams first. With the, no, but he, she doesn't kill him. She stabs him with the syringe, gives him a little bit of the green stuff, and then... Because she can't waste it all. She Then she goes over and injects it into Frank's IV bag. But the man of many lives manages to tear out his IV line from his arm right before the death sauce enters his vein. Yeah, Don Williams lives. I'm just saying. Looked like he was going to die. He did. I thought he was dead until he pops up later. I know. And I was like, you can't kill him off. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> other than killing that poor immigrant. That <laughs> just poor Mexican cowboy guy. <laughs> He's just walking down the street. <laughs> Uh, man, this guy really is hard to kill from what we've seen so far. Uh, well, just like that, Elvis and the mobsters have an old cargo van pulled up out front. Looked like they bought that at a Well, auction. I also like love the grand. fact, like, we're going to make the. We don't want anyone to know that we're moving him. Just roll him out on a giant fucking gurney and just. Don't you worry, Frank. We're going to take care. We've got Frank. He's okay. He's going to be okay. We've got him. They got Frank. Oh, shit. Uh, they load him into this really creepy old cargo van and drive him to Vegas. Back in the unique, his uniquely lit lair, that light's still swinging. <laughs> what I can't figure out is they do the, they continue to do the close up on his eyes. You, you, and then they pull away like they're, they're establishing menace. His eyes are the window to. Well, his it would have been deep, more menacing had they not showed you his face the whole time. That would have worked. We have seen his face a bunch. You're right. It's like. Boom, we cut out to a wide shot. I guess that defeats the purpose, perhaps. Don't you question Raymond Martino's <laughs> tactics. You got me? Jameson is looking over Frank's file on his computer when a message... Keep in mind, this is 96. This is like, maybe internet is just... A, AOL day? Barely. But not even like... But all of a sudden, this video pops up on his computer screen. <laughs> It's China Smith, Anna Nicole's boyfriend from Beyond the Grave. He holds up a CD and says, Jameson's a fool to think he had the only disc, and now China's going to fry his tattooed ass. Jameson freaks out, and he blows his computer to smithereens. Which makes no sense. Because he, he uses that computer for everything. <laughs> Shit. In 96, that can't be easy to get like a replacement set up and everything. Well, we skip ahead to three months later. That's a big jump. Hey, before I skip ahead, uh, Cigar... Anything? Actually, the, is it the journey continuing? Uh, no, not not necessarily. Uh, it's but it's keeping straight in that that profile. I mean, the transitions have kind of slowed. So you're still getting that leather. You're still getting the earth. Uh, still getting that nice nutty aroma. Uh, yeah. So it, I actually did start getting the pepper. You guys said in the nose. It just it just started around a mid halfway yeah, point. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, so and then from here on, for me, the transition slowed way down to where you've got this nice, complex profile that's just hanging with the cigar. Uh, the strings picking up just a tad. It is for me, like especially it. in the nose. Um, it's starting yeah. to get a nice nose tingle, um, which is making the nuttiness a little harder. But the aroma is still there. It's got a really nice nutty yeah. aroma. It really uh, does. But right now, I'm getting earth and pepper in the nose around the halfway point. Yeah. And the, still getting that nice leather. I still haven't got you guys sweetness, but I'm still getting that. The the sweetness the for me is just like ratcheted up. Really? Yeah. 
I mean, that's like the number one like flavor I'm picking up is like just raisin. See, to me, it's gotta it's, be nice. To me, it's. Set, I mean, like, yeah, it is. I mean, me don't get me wrong. Down. Like the the I did. I'm I'm getting you know a pepper on the retro, but it just for me it's 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 still very slight. But the raisin, like just straight draw. Well, see, I love. I don't have that, but I love when you get that strength through the nose and sweetness on the. I mean, that's a nice yin and yang. Uh, hopefully, you know that evolves for me at some point. Um, but all right, so I, sounds like we're all enjoying it. Uh, the the draw has opened up for me considerably now. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, you guys construction has been pretty spot on, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it really has. Stayed lit, uh, yeah. good draw. I mean, it's, I've had. Okay. I'm not going to go price point yet because this thing's still changing. I want I want to see uh, where we're getting a little bit. All right, well we skip ahead to three months later and we're in Las Vegas. More specifically, we're back at Arizona Charlie's Hotel and Casino. God, I want to go there. Because so that's bad. where you want to go when you have a bullet yanked out of your spine <laughs> to recover for three months. <laughs> Take me to the wind. No. <laughs> the Tropicana? No. Bally's. <laughs> circus, circus. No. <laughs> Mickey Gilly's house? I'm sorry. Uh, Elvis is at, down at the bar and he's still wearing that fringe jacket three months God. later. Joey Bambino, the horn dog, is back in the dancer's changing room harassing the girls, much to his girlfriend's chagrin. And in walks Frankie Da Vinci to the surprise of everyone. He's on a cane, hobbling around, but for a guy who had a bullet in his spine three months earlier, he's looking pretty good. Uh, everyone's ecstatic to see him. They all sit around, mafia style, at a big table with their wives, telling stories, ordering food. Get this boy some pasta. Let's get meatballs for Frankie. Yeah, so like the mob, the, the mob dialogue is so bad. You, you want some, the, you want some parmesan? You would think the mob would hang out at something other than Arizona Charlie's. Well, it's clear they own this casino. But it's clearly, it's evident why this is the casino they own. Uh, they're not exactly the Gambino family. They're the Bambino family. <laughs> uh, turns out Frankie, we learned from them telling stories. He saved Philly Bambino, the the boss's life, way back in the neighborhood when they were kids. He's collecting some some money as a young mobster, and they were, you know, he, the the guys kind of overtook him, and all of a sudden uh, Frankie showed up, said he had a gun, and um, scared the guys off, saved his life. And that's why the boss is so loyal to his friend Frankie. They raise their glasses, a bona saluti. <laughs> like I don't even think that's a thing. Is that what you want on your pizza? What is that? A bonus saluti. Uh, there's also a very weird smiling guy watching everything go down from the bar. I'm sorry, this guy just reminded me of like the the Nazi guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, a little bit. If a he bit. just had the glasses and the little hat. But dude, this guy's a weirdo, man. And everything they say, he's just right there. Like, how would they not? How would they not notice this guy? Well, Frankie's tired. He retires for the night. Uh, it's just me. Yeah, I said this earlier, but it's so weird to see. You know, he's a sibling to John Travolta. He has absolutely zero of his brother's charm, charisma, screen presence, talent, talent, like nothing. It's like to me, like I pulled my uncle and put him in a movie. <laughs> right here, read these lines on these flashcards. Doesn't matter how you say them. Just read it. He just sleepwalks through this thing. He's still a better talent than the actress. Have you guys ever seen him in anything? Have else? you seen her talents? 
Yes, we all have at this point. <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> have you ever seen him anything else other than that, that bikini movie we did? No. Uh-uh. No. Like, I wonder if he has anything I didn't to offer. Even know, I didn't even know he existed until the bikini movie that we did. Once again, I think... His IMDb th- picture is him on an album. He, like, did a disco album. Well, wonder where I, he got the idea for that. I literally, once again, he's getting offered movies. Listen, hey, would you do this movie with us? No. God, I wish I had a famous You're going to be in a nude scene with Anna. Nic- well, I guess I could f- free my schedule <laughs> I think John up. John Travolta was like, what the hell? Why not? <laughs> I'm probably not John Travolta. <laughs> Oh shit! It's so weird. <laughs> I mean, do you think that would bother you as a celebrity to have your brother out there? Like, no, do your thing, man. Go, go, make the money where you, think you so? can. Yeah. If you're close, like, why not be happy for him? Yeah. Because he's like that. What's that little fish that sticks to the shark? The lamprey just eats the scraps that come off the big shark. If I, I if I if I were ever to come into fortune like that, yeah, man, make your money what you can do. It's kind of like a, a Rocky's uh, uncle, you know. Hey, Rocco, can I can I do? I got a, this chance to make some money off of uh, your image on some memorabilia. Yeah, do what you gotta do, Paulie. I mean, was Paulie his uncle? Do it, Uncle Paulie. No, well, no, he was uh, he, Adrian's brother. There you go. Okay, but the kid called him Uncle Paulie. There you go. All right. Uh, okay. I, I, I guess I just feel so weird as a sibling. Like, hey, my brother's famous. I, I'm gonna do some stuff. It would be weird if that was like your, what makes you like, what do you offer the world? Well, I ride my brother's coattail. That would probably isn't irk. that what we're talking here? Well, yeah, you said you know would John mind it? No, if I'm John, I don't mind it. Go ride my coattail all you want. Yeah. Me, eventually, I'd be like, look, Johnny, i got to have something for myself. <laughs> if you had an older brother, John Tuttle, who was a big movie star, and someone came up to you and was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing movies? We'd like to put the name Tuttle on a poster, and we can't get your brother. So how about you? You get to have Anna Cole's titties in your face. Well, I would call him up. I'd be like, hey, hey, Gary, uh, can uh, what do you think about this? And he'd be like, yeah, go ahead, man. And I'd be like, yeah, you got it. Why would, I would, I would you, totally do why would you use that voice? I don't know. You just talk in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Yeah, I do it. Okay. I, I just wonder with like the Frank Stallone, the Pat, the Don Swayze. Like, is that a weird dynamic? Like at Thanksgiving, like when you know Patrick's doing Roadhouse and like things like Don, what you been up to, brother? Like, uh, I'm doing just some really low level action movies where they just really want your name and they can't afford you, so they get me. I'm All pretty, right. I, I, I'm pretty sure they probably don't compare their, their... You think they just don't, we don't talk about it? Well, no. I mean, they probably do. I mean, they're, they're brothers, so... I mean, Yeah, but it's one of those things where I think it's kind of like this, you know, my brother is a big act, is a big star for whatever reason, and I don't think, like, all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm this huge mega movie star... And I'm just going to hey, push maybe, my maybe, family hey, out. Maybe not he even looks at it like, hey, at least you're going making your own money. You're not asking me for money. Yeah. But I think, you know, in this instance, they're probably, you know, sharing all their money with their family. And then the, right. fam- you know, brother's like, you know what? I'm going to go act in some movies. Yeah. Hey, you know what, John? Make my check this month a little bit lighter. I got a job. I got an acting job. All right. Cool. <laughs> that sounds good. Besides, I gave all my money to Scientology. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> she pops in out there. Uh, all right, well, you Scientology. Know what? Oh shit! <laughs> I guess if I, she would be a target for them, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, she inherited yeah. billions from that guy. I'm sure they had their. Uh, I guess if I had a little brother who wanted to go into podcasting, I'd be okay with it. 
Mm-hmm. Ride my coattails. Well, Frank looks up. <laughs> I wet my whistle. <laughs> hey, you're Matt Cain's little brother. Can we pay you to drink beer and make an ass out of yourself and just use your last name? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes you can. No, all of a sudden, like, your little brother's hosting NPR or something <laughs> like that. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Midnight Hour. I'm Peter Cade. Hey, I got a dick thing in. Son of a... Somebody sticking their dick in the mashed potatoes. Who will be? We'll find out around 10. Stay with us. Well, Frank limps. Li- I keep, can't say that word. Frank limps. <laughs> He's not limp. He limps. Up, we're about to see that. Up to his hotel room, and guess who's waiting for him? Who? Colette. Colette. Frank. Wearing yet another masterful disguise: black wig, black headband, and black sunglasses at night. Couldn't tell it and, was her. And a black gym, suit with her boobs sticking out. That hides nothing. He's happy to see her. Imagine that in his hotel room. Uh, I just want to go to bed. What the? Who's over there? Oh, it's you. What I, what, what's more unrealistic in this scene is the fact that, like, he hears something, he turns and he picks up his cane like a weapon. Like, dude, everybody was jacked at you. Like, everybody has a million guns. I was waiting for him to, like, just roll up a shotgun from, like, the I think bed he, or something. I think he's getting cocky. He knows he can't die. I'm cursed. I can't die. There's 16, 16 assassins outside. What do you got, Frank? A Kleenex box. Let's I've been go. stabbed four times. I'm going to live. Well, he's happy to see her. He thought she was dead. They know each other. I've been hiding up in the mountains. What mountains? <laughs> she explains. He doesn't even ask that. Okay. You see, China and I were more than lovers. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell me you were CIA, he says. Yep. This is this is so spot on. Turns out Arthur Jameson, our tattooed madman, used used to be Colette's CIA boss until China set her straight. China had all the evidence needed to bring to hang Jameson. What do you mean had the evidence? Frank asks. It was stolen. That's why all the killings. Don't you understand, Frank? I know I sure as hell didn't understand. I at this point. Yeah, sure. The truth will not set you free. Apparently, Jameson's killing off all the witnesses to his war crimes or something like that. Frank's trying hard to piece it all together. How'd you find me? Philly Bambino. How do you know Philly? Frank, this is what I do. I know everybody. No, you don't. Okay. How the hell did you get into the CIA? I have an idea. Does the CIA go under like un, like just mostly undercover missions of espionage and what and uh, guy isn't hiring her for anything? I want to be in the CIA. Sure, come okay. on in. Yeah, come on in. Uh, let's see. This position calls for someone who doesn't stand out. How many languages can you speak? We need a master of disguise. We need someone to go deep, deep undercover. Well, I don't know if I could. Do, it doesn't in, matter. You, get, you just come right in. I'd go deep undercover all the time. All right, you're in. Are we talking about a quilt just, or a just, duvet? Just, just, just quit talking. You're in. All right, Wendell, shut up. I, need I someone, already don't know how I'm going to sleep at night. I need someone who can who can climb walls, who can who can speak seven languages. 
Well, I, you're in. That's it. She's the real deal, fellow. She's the real deal. She can find anybody. They agree to talk tomorrow when Frank has enough energy to get an erection. <laughs> He's still tired. He's so pooped. He's so tired. Hey, you could have got one of those little wang implants where you pump it up in your balls. But well, nowadays, he could have a full-blown penis. Thanks to White, the White, full White, circle, White. boys. We're coming full circle. Yeah. Of I mean, John Hopkins can give him a new wang tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, shit. Are you tired of your wang? <laughs> you know what I'd be asking? Mr. Cade, I'm afraid we're going to have to do a full penis uh, transplant. Are there any NBA players that have passed away in the last 12 hours? <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> Sports fan? Yes, Sean Bradley. Oh, what's the little guy? Uh... <laughs> oh, uh, John Paxton. <laughs> John Paxton. Oh. I'll wait. I'll pass on that one. John Paxson just sent me a dick pic. Oh, impressive. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. I love how we all both had the same little white guy in our, in our mind. Uh, well, I almost said Spud Whip. Wait, nope. Yeah. He, back in Los Angeles, Frank's priest friend. Remember him? The priest that partied the priest. with him? And, uh, he did not get shot. He was hanging out with Don Williams at the hospital. Father Rich. He's pleading with Frank's preteen niece, Mary, to come out of her room and eat something, but she's stubborn. She is so uh, concerned with what you know, Frank, Uncle Frank is, if he's doing okay. She won't even come out and eat uh, until she can see her beloved uncle. She may have been a worse actress than Anna Nicole. Well, come mean, out she, and eat, Mary. No! Well, she was like 10. I'll make you a sandwich. Ah, no! She was like 10, and this whole scene didn't need to be even in here. <laughs> These scenes I'm sorry. Didn't need to be I'm sorry. That, that applies to. You just blew my mind with that <laughs> phrase. Uh, do you think when they're writing it though, like once Joey again, Travolta and Ray Martino, and once again, literally, needs- they're handing people flashcards. Say this line. Doesn't matter how you say it. We're just going to edit it together to make semblance of a movie. Don't you get it, Frank? The killings. That's what the. What, I'm what CIA. CIA. Don't you get it, Frank? CIA. Frank? Damn ah, Frank. shit. You know what we got enough? We can cut that mm. together. We'll do it. We're good. Do We're it. Moving on. <laughs> take, take your shirt off. <laughs> Time for the bath scene again? Yeah. Why not? The character's a killing freak. Outside Philly Bambino's Vegas mansion, Philly is warning Frank not to trust Colette. And get this. Philly's had some run-ins with Jameson. He tells Frank the guy's a total maniac and to leave him to Philly's crew. But Frank says, I gotta take him down myself. And then he summons Elvis, still wearing that fringe jacket, (laughs) take me to see Colette. Elvis is just a little bitch. He does whatever anybody says. You got it, Frank. You got it, Frank. I still want that sweet, sweet fringe jacket. God, that jacket was just glorious. Epic. Up in her mountain hideaway, a chalet? A chateau? Chalet. A chalet. She's staying at this beautiful cabin up in the... All of a sudden, we're out of like the desert and L.A. And she literally was staying in the mountains. She's staying up in the mountains. Uh, Frank questions Colette on why she can't extract the secret data from the disc. It seems as close as she and China were that she should have more information about all this. He's a little skeptical. Frank, remember, Phillies told him, don't trust her. 
She jumps up out of her seat and sticks her finger right in his face. Look, I don't have to justify myself to you. I lost somebody just as precious to me as you did. And if you think for one second that I had anything to do with all the bloodshed out there, then you can get the fuck out right now. Damn it. <laughs> that no. scene was fantastic. But <laughs> it's just, there was a pause where she sits down, looks up at Frank. Damn it, Frank. <laughs> just... Oh, God, she's so no, horrible. No, no, no. She's so disappointed in this I just face. want to rewind so about ten seconds before that outburst. Because as she's showing Frank, I can't access the data, uh-huh. it then shows her typing. <laughs> it actually showed her typing. <laughs> Two fingers. Literally, one finger on each hand. Taking the keyboard. And, and I think I'm the like, screen showed... You are unable to access this top secret data. Like, like that came up on the screen. Oh shit! As I said before, the only scene that I actually believe in it this looks film like it's encrypted, Colette. Huh? Is this scene? Does that mean hard to get to? If I was imagining Anna Nicole Smith <laughs> using a computer, that was it. Yeah. Well, they didn't have they didn't have the budget for a hand model to come in after. They could have told her just tap on all the keys, just slap your hand. <laughs> Do like fucking Arnold keyboard all the time. It's but like, she literally. I'm going to type a three word password. <laughs> well, Frank apologizes. You know, he pushed her buttons for this film. He just doesn't know what to. <laughs> he just doesn't know what to think anymore. He can't sleep at night because when he closes his eyes, all he sees, all he sees is Lupe. Yeah, that lasted until like next day. <laughs> yeah, well, Lupe's forgotten pretty fucking quick. I miss Lupe. All I can think of is Lupe. Look, dude, what we've been what, dude, we've there? been together now for six hours. Can I put my penis in you? <laughs> oh, he's strong enough to get an erection. Yeah. Look, it wasn't your fault. It was Jameson's, and that's why we have to flush this son of a bitch out. Man, how many times have we said that to each other over the years? Man, Yaks, it wasn't your fault. It was Jameson's. <laughs> Literally. I don't know what, it, what it's been. It was last week at the pub. We got to flush this shit out. Last week it was like, Yaks, we got to flush this shit out. Dude, don't worry about what happened outside. That was Jameson. It was Always not Jameson. You. That was Jameson. I don't know. I thought she gave a little more. She had a little more spunk in this movie. All right. Keep it clean. Wait, you're saying that now? I, I thought she was better in this than Skyscraper. Remember that scene in Skyscraper when she's in the Skyscraper? Imagine that. <laughs> and she's talking to somebody on the radio. I think it's like her husband or something. And he's like, well, there's there's no exit strategy right now. They're, the, the terrorists have taken over. She was like, so what do you say? I spend the rest of my life here? I don't want to live here. And he's like, no, I'm just saying you're stuck for now. Like... <laughs> No, we're not talking. Like, it, was so, it was like she was really confused. Like I don't want to live here in the skyscraper, Tom. And he's like, no. First I of think all, they really just gave Anna your breaking Smith character flashcards. I need you to say these two words. But it was like she was getting confused with like her real life. Like she really thought for a second that she was stuck in the skyscraper. I think. Well, I mean, maybe uh, she was a little less uh, beverages on set. Maybe and just. I think both of these movies are pretty much on par with each other. I don't know. Um, I'm just going to go back to typing. <laughs> Which movie do you like better, yes? Can I see your lighting? I'm just going with Frank needs to apologize for this movie. We know why he was a got that writing credit, because he wrote that shit in there for him to be on top of her. And that was it. Potentially. I like the other movie better. 
Did you? Yeah. Because the guy, the bad guy. The bad guy was <laughs> so <laughs> much more charismatic. It was the only thing. I'll say this: um, if I look at that movie and I'm like, "What redeems this movie?" The bad guy in that movie was—he was a bad actor, but he brought something. And he you don't like memorable. Jameson? No, he's I, memorable. He just, nah, he, no, he's not. It's just the most memorable thing about this movie is that damn lamp that keeps swinging over his head. That's the only thing. It was the fifth build in the cast. <laughs> lamp played by himself. He was a pleasure to work with. <laughs> all right. Uh, guys, uh, we're all in the final... Th- you're, you slow down a little bit. I'm, I'm now getting about a little bit closer to the final third. Anything new? No, it's it's settled into that nice pocket and stayed there. All right. Uh, I'm going to wait for you to get a little bit further, and I'll get back to it. Uh, back in L.A., Benny and Louie put a bullet in the head of the nurse hit woman that tried to take out Frankie... Wrap her up in cellophane, then call Jameson, and they tell him if he doesn't quit fucking with Frank Da Vinci, he's next. How'd they get his number? <laughs> if, they can, if they can call him, can't they find him? Well, also, if they can find his assassins and wrap them up in cellophane and put a bullet in their head, doesn't it? Hey, it's Benny and Louie. Benny and Louie are the top. We kind of see what numbnuts they are here in a little bit. Well, Jameson starts unraveling at this news. He makes some frantic phone calls demanding people find that damn disc or else he'll use his detailed files to bring them all down. My files are so detailed. <laughs> Didn't you just shoot the shit out of your computer files, you asshole? No, he's got that. those big, thick, <laughs> top floppy, secret files. Oh, he's got those top secret files. That's right. He slams the phone I bet down. I the deeds are in there. You think he had the deeds in there? <laughs> Who's going to take him out? Top assassins. Top men. He slams the phone down, smokes some opium from the world's longest pipe. Oh my god, that was like. Oh. Does it? Is that your purpose? And that? No. What's funny is that uh, I was kind of watching oh, this. I was kind of watching this out of the out of the side of my eye on this point, and I was like, oh, this it, yeah, of course Jameson's going to be like. I thought he was like doing heroin, where yeah. he is like had the armband stretched yeah, out. And then I looked closer, and I was like, oh my god, that pipe! It's a three foot pipe. <laughs> He smokes opium out of this giant Even, I mean, fucking pipe. Gandalf is going, come on, man. <laughs> and then he, it's like a, it's like a Lord of the Rings pipe. <laughs> then he lays down on his bed so a dominatrix can come in and pour hot candle wax oh, yeah. on his back and whip his Do ass. Do it rough this the time. The whole time, like the Put do- some muscle into a it. A very generic version of the doors, like the end is playing. It's like, it's <laughs> 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 like trippy lights. Like, what the hell is that? That's Joey. That's Raymond Martino creating a memorable bad guy. That's what he does. Is it? I mean, I'm just no, I was asking you. Is, oh. that, is that Raymond Martino doing Oh, I was asking. <laughs> we are questioning everything. Uh, also That's in, what Raymond Martino does. He gets you to question everything. Also in L.A., we join Father Rich as little preteen Mary's dripping hot wax. No, no, no. I'm just teasing uh, yeah. Father Rich has discovered that... Father Rich wouldn't be interested in that. No, <laughs> not in Little not, Mary. Not in Little Mary. Little Michael. That's another story. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> Get him a little bowl of Foster Vazoo. He'd be fine. You want some meatballs, Michael? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so John Travolta's on set? Hey, I heard there was some... Oh, gotta go. Uh... <laughs> Hey, what if uh, Peter was there? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Pasta Vazol steaming hot. Are you trying to kill me? No. 
That would be overreaction, no, guy. Just, just yes. Kill, kill Peter. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You need to beat Peter. He's dead. I'll beat Peter to death later tonight when you guys are not around. <laughs> Strangle that little bastard. <laughs> Also in L.A., Father Rich has discovered that Frank's niece, Mary, has run away to find her Uncle Frank. Do you care at all about Mary's character? No. This scene should not have even been in Have you guys ever had hot candle wax dripped on you by a dominatrix? Or anybody else, for that matter? Mm. Those were two extremely uncomfortably long pauses. I'm just saying on the Travis Tritt tour, things happen. Did Trace Atkins touch you? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm Trace Atkins when I'm driving oh, down the shit. highway and I pass the Yankee Candle Company. I stop in for one of my favorite holiday scents, pumpkin pie. Then I light it up and I drip it all over Tuttle's subtle little <laughs> butt cheeks. Where was I in the script? Case, tractor. You know what, Trace? Let's take 10. I brought my own. Who's this Tuttle character? <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> well, Trace, we're happy that you brought your own fringe jacket. <laughs> Never leave it. It's 1996. Let my buddy Elvis borrow it. You guys still like Trace Atkins? Does that work? Yeah, um, um, Trace Atkins could go into 2019. <laughs> All right. All right, that's a win. That's a win for me. What about Trace Atkins, who over-exaggerates? No, no, I'm not going to no, mi- no, no, mix. No, no. not going to mix things. Don't go too All of far. a sudden, do I just see Trace Atkins and Six Killers saying, you were... Remember, we walked. We were the Black only two. Ops. We were the only two that walked out. <laughs> oh, just you and me. Now I understand. I truly understand. That's about Atkins' level of acting. Yeah. yeah. Atkins, yeah, that's his name. Yeah. It's like, all right. Not well, good Atkins. Not Tom Atkins. <laughs> Trace Atkins. What if they're related? Oh, oh God! No. That would break my fucking heart. God. I'm just saying. Uh, Somewhere down that line. No. 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 That manly Trace Atkins voice had to come from somewhere. No! (laughs) They both had those mustaches. (laughs) No! Split this table over. (laughs) Where's that stinky (laughs) ashtray? All right, moving on. Uh, Frank Da Vinci gets the phone call at Colette's. Do we say it was a chateau or a chalet? Chalet. Chalet. What's the difference? What's a chateau? I don't know. Chateau's a big mansion. Chalet is, a, is like a, a cabin, a mountain yeah. cabin. Right? I've never actually heard the word chalet until tonight. Uh, when I lived in Canada, there was a chain of restaurants called Swiss Chalet. But they were just like a, a fast food place. They were McDonald's. <laughs> it was not they were, they were Canadian McDonald's, <laughs> but not good McDonald's. Uh, I had my first Toblerone bar there. Don't even know what that means. Toblerone. Toblerone. It's a long uh, a little triangular, triangular candy. candy bar. Chocolate. It's delicious. That's okay. I never heard of it. Never heard of it. Oh, Not here in shit. East Texas. That uh, Mary, uh, he gets a call at uh, Colette's house. He's still hanging out there. I wonder why. <laughs> I could be back at Arizona Charlie's with the gangsters, or I guess I could go up to the mountain cabin with Colette. That Mary's gone, and she and him jump in the car immediately. I swear, Frank, if he does anything to her, I'll cut his fucking heart out. Man, she promises him. They stop at a red light. Oh, dude. This is this this chase scene is better than the other one. She stops at a red light, 
and a masked hitman suddenly throws open the passenger drawer and tries to pull Frank out of the vehicle. This is when we get our first big, oh, shit. <laughs> it's so much different from the six oh shits before. It is. It is. This is where she's like, I think she's like onto it. Like, this is her catchphrase. Frank, <laughs> Frank and the assassin wrestle back and forth in the door as Colette is beating on Frank's back for some reason. She's beating the hell out of Frank. <laughs> Let get him. him. Get him. Hit him harder. As, him. as she's driving like 100 miles an hour down the road. Uh, they finally shake the hitman loose. He goes flying. As soon as he flies off, he immediately gets run over by a monster truck full of other bad guys in hot pursuit. Oh, shit. And then one of the cars chasing them flips over and bursts into flames right by him. Oh, shit. That's three, That's three. in this race alone. But they finally lose them. She drops Frank off at the hotel. Are you okay, Frank? Just a little tired. Dude, you just you, went... That, that was crazy. Explosions? Running over dudes? I just need to take a... monster a, truck? I just need to take a nap. I'll be fine. <laughs> I gotta get up to my room. This is the problem with dating over Do you want there. a grenade in case they find your room at Arizona Charlie's? I got my cane. I'll be fine. Okay. All right. Uh, he'd probably be in a lot better shape if she hadn't beat the shit out of him with her fists. What the hell was she hitting him for? Maybe if I hit him, it'll go through him and hit him. That's, that's, it's yeah. called <laughs> physics, Tut. <laughs> I'm just in motion. Stay in motion. <laughs> so, something like that. I, I cannot listen to the, thermo, the laws of thermodynamics coming from Anna Nicole Smith. You just did. 2019, we're making this happen. <laughs> Look, the only only physics thing I want to see here is her breast just smacking back and forth, like that thing on a psychiatrist desk. Yes. I mean, I assume they have those on their desks. Just back and forth, back and forth. Feeling relaxed yet? Yes, yes I am. Just keep it going. Up here, but not so much down here. Very tense. <laughs> At the casino bar, you're the one that wanted to make love, silly. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be late for this guy's wedding. You know what? I'm gonna be late. Fuck it. Might as well I'm be. Just, I'm gonna be late for the rest of late. my fucking life. <laughs> I'm not walking outside this house. <laughs> I'm never gonna be late for anything. That car bomb had been in his car for two months. He never left the house. He was spoke. Jameson's like, when is, when is he going to... This is like, finally! Dude, he's got his little computer, little cartoon of a car. Come on. Why won't he leave? Bath time. Right, well. Again? I'm out of cigars. i got to make a run, honey. That's all that killed him. At the casino bar, Philly and Joey Bambino try to calm and irate Frank down. They tell him the reason he was such a good soldier is because he always had a plan and he didn't rush into combat. They're arranging for a plane to L.A. and they'll handle Jameson then. Remember that smiling weirdo from earlier at the casino? Well, he's sitting there listening to all of this. <laughs> Cody, do the noise. Well, I was waiting I was waiting for him to be like... <laughs> they, they never... Dude, even when Frank leaves and goes to his room, that guy's in the hallway like... <laughs> they never like address that guy. Seriously, dude, why are you in the hallway? <laughs> <laughs> well, back at her mountain cabin... I will cabin, show you what I'm used to working with. <laughs> back at her sh- uh, chalet, Colette arrives, gun first, kicks in the door, 
It's a huge thing. She looks around for two seconds. All clear. Puts her gun in. That's enough for her. Everyone's trying to kill her. She does one sweep. All right. She's good. Are there no She's other good. rooms? She's good. She's good. She's, She's good. good. Behind the bed. Nope. nope. Not even behind the couch right next to her. Nothing. <laughs> Under the bed. The next the morning. Closet. <laughs> the next the morning. bathroom. <laughs> the next morning is Frank Elvis still wearing that same fucking turtleneck and fringed. It occasionally changes the turtleneck under it. Uh, but you get the sound there's no sleeves on that turtleneck. If like, you had, he if doesn't you, take off the jacket. If he pulls you had off that, the turtleneck and just puts another one on. If you had that French jacket, would you change it? No, I'd be wearing it every day. No. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. I was really hoping you'd get me one for Christmas. <laughs> oh, man. That jacket with the Jack Burton moccasin boots? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't go much. there. That's, don't that's, go there. That's, that's, that's over. It's fringe overkill. Oh. Even I know that's stupid. <laughs> that's too much. I'm going for it. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Hey, if you guys, anyone out there, you know, if we go on tour again with Drew State this year, come find us. You. <laughs> You should be able to find us if Tut's wearing Tut's wearing moccasin boots and a, oh, and a moccasin jacket. Uh, just come up to him and say, oh, shit, and he'll buy you a beer. Um, next morning, uh, Frank Elvis and the Bambino boys exit Arizona Charlie's and are about to step into a limo when Mary gets off a bus right there. Uncle and niece are reunited. And Frank's heart is totally at ease. He was convinced Jameson had taken her. She had just gotten on the world's slowest bus. <laughs> well, no, I mean, L.A. to... Yeah, it is slow. I mean, Vegas is not that far from... It goes in like a day or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, well, she's a kid. She's probably gone on some wrong buses. Might have had a couple of stops in the valley. Maybe so. Uh, Death I will say this, you know, trying to say something nice. These scenes with Mary are the only real times there's any warmth or likability to Joey Travolta. Mary. No. No. Now that I'm thinking back, that's no. wrong. They, they didn't have that either. Anywho, turns out Mary brought the CD everyone's looking for with her. How'd she get it? Damn that, China. It's supposed to be in Nicole's bus locker? The, the kid had it? Take this key. It was all a ruse the whole time. So now Frank is in possession of the one thing that can send CIA Division Chief Arthur Jameson to the gas chamber, according to a letter stuck in it by China, you know, or Bergen. He also warns Frank, trust no one. He's already having trust issues with Colette, and now Colette's ex-boyfriend, husband, whatever, says don't trust anyone. I don't know. You know who I trust, boys? Who do you trust? Drew Estate's master blender, Willie Herrera. The Good Her- person to trust. I like Willie. Yeah. He's always been nice to us. The Herrera Esteli Miami is crafted by Level 9 Rollers from Cuba at the El Titan de Bronze on Cali Ocho in Little Havana, Miami. The complete Herrera Esteli Miami line is expertly crafted with a lavish Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper over a rich Ecuadorian Sumatran binder with select fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. Nice. It's only available to Drew Diplomat retailers now in five unique Vitolas. It's creamy. It's light on the spice. It's delicious. Get out there and find you one. Do it. Go get you one after the show, of course. Do you think Willie would say lavish or lavish? Lavish. You think Willie would say lavish? Yeah. I think li- li- uh, Willie would say lavish. I honestly don't think he would use that word, period. Probably not. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. 
No, I don't think he would say that word. No. He, he, listening to him talk about the blending process is really one of the fun things to do at the barn smokers uh, we go to. But, um, no, he's a pretty straightforward guy, and uh, he, he definitely de-romanticizes the process. He's like, you know, it's something he always says. It's like, you guys picture me just smoking and, and blending these things. Like, no, a big part of my day is smoking the shit we already make, making sure it's consistent and it tastes like it should. And then I go back to the 20 samples on this thing that have been sitting there for six months and then throwing them out. Like, it's a it's a very unromantic process. I think, no, I, I think that that's a, a great point to make with Willie is that and so much of this business is hyperbole and rhetoric and showmanship and you know even when it's even when it's like I call it passive aggressive showmanship when you're like trying to be humble but you're actually like doing a whole bunch of stuff Willie just talks shop I mean that's the cool thing about it is that you know he just no that that was a great point it's like no everybody thinks that you're just blending and you're creating this art and that's the, no, a lot of times I'm just trying to make sure you get the same shit every day. Yeah, consistency is a big part of his job. Yeah. Uh, on, on top of, you know, rolling a new cigar, loving it, putting it aside for six months, going back to it, and it tastes like shit, throwing it away and starting from scratch. Like, it's a very... Yeah. There's a lot to it, and you really will never learn that unless you get to spend some time with Willie. To me, I, that's that's the biggest thing that I learned this year going to the barn smokers is that everybody thinks of the the blending process of finding something new, getting the getting the chemistry all together, and yeah. finding something unique that people are going to love. No, it's trying to make that cigar that you blended five years ago with different components taste the exact, exact same. same. Day. I mean, that's a huge part of his yeah, job. I, I was like, wow. And the new stuff, I mean, there's two years of backstory of him frustrated, trying to, you know, if six months he didn't later he doesn't get what he loved about that first thing, well, what can I add to it to try to get that? Then i got to let it sit for another four weeks and then smoke it again. Dude, that's got to be just insane. And just from, I don't have the mental capacity to even, like, how would you keep, tra- it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a study and crap. Is, is that an Excel spreadsheet to where you're like yeah. six years later, you go back to that Excel spreadsheet and be like, oh, I need a little bit more sweet no, raisins I, on the palate. You know, I mean, with Willie, I don't see him sitting down at, like Jameson at his computer, <laughs> just Willie's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> The, the same lamp going know, back and forth. I think Actually, the, I can see the lamp. I, oh, I can totally see the lamp swinging over Willie. But no, I, I think the guys that are really good at it over time just have this instinct that that you're born with. Like a yeah. like a quarterback has an instinct. Like they just have this gift that you know, schlubs like us will never know. Yeah. Well, but point. I sure appreciate listening to them talk about. It. I'm looking forward to this year and learning some new stuff. Speaking of cigars, we're all in the final third now. You're just starting, but I'm here. Um, you know what? It got off to a slow start for me, but I, you know, I kind of really kind of dig this cigar. I, I really am, and and in fact, you're going to be blown away, but because I'm I'm scoring this high, uh, I love the fact that in that first, because you said it got off to a slow start. To me, it was just the opposite. It got off to a soft, strength-wise start, but the transitions all through the first half were kind of quick, and then it got really complex especially after that first third to where there was a lot of stuff going on that media, that middle and section then, was crazy and then it just stopped and it was like this is what you have now yeah. and we're going to keep this profile consistent and it was just to me i mean i don't know if that was the intent if they if they was if that was the intent 
Well done. Oh, well done. Uh, well done. <laughs> Oh, no. shit. Oh, shit. Well done. I mean, because that is... It really was because that spice, remember like when we were at the midway point, I'm like, yeah. holy shit, I'm getting the yeah. pepper out of that. It's gone. Yeah. I mean, totally gone. I'm now back to the earth and a little bit of that nutty, the nuttiness in the nose. I'm getting some of the chocolate that was there at the beginning is now there with that leather in the end. Yes. Yes. Um, Actually, I missed the chocolate in the beginning, but I've got the chocolate in the last third. The only thing I didn't get from you guys was the sweetness. But I don't care. That, for me, that's been the number one thing here. I don't know what it is with this cigar, but it has been solid. That's crazy this because whole like, time I, I recognized it, but it was like on the back of the palate. But it, to me, it wasn't like that prevalent in your face. It was just very subtle. This cigar has been that that flavor this whole time. Well, I mean, that's, I have, that's awesome though. Because yeah. I mean, no, it, it is. But I'm like, you know, so you're getting all that other stuff through the nose and just sweetness. Yeah, I mean, I like I said that the pepper has been just. There in the retro hell. I'm not. Wait a minute. <laughs> is that a Jolly Rancher in your mouth? It is. You son of a bitch. Uh, are you looking at his scores? I totally am. Yeah, right. He's our toughest critic. Yeah, he is. He's a tough critic. <laughs> it's really good. Everything thus far, but I mean. Ben's going to tra- change his deal to where, like, you know, I think it was 2017. It was like. Oh man, I hate sending our cigars to Tuttle. He's tough. Now he's going to be like 2019. Oh God, Cody's going to smoke it. Uh, he's a, oh, he's shit. a tough one. You guys want to talk price? Oh, you guys oh, want to talk price point? I think we should. Yes, I think we're good there. Um, okay, I'm going to give you the MSRP that the that the company uh, lists, but then I, I'm also going to give you before I found the the press release with the MSRP. Uh, I did some digging online, so you know these were released about a year ago, I think, okay. uh, mid- middle of last year. So um, what you can get them for? I don't usually do that. I just give you the. It's usually a pretty definitive number, but there's what they're out there for now, as opposed to the initial MSRP. It's a little different. Um, you first. Okay, so this was a Partagas special legend celebratory legend. celebrating the the all the legendary tobacco men that started the the Partagas legend. Hell, man, was it back in the eighteen hundreds? Sixteen fifty. That's odd. Tuck coming out hard. I got another penis thing in there. No. I was, I was just said that's odd because I was gonna say like fifteen fifty. Really, sixteen fifty, fifteen fifty. We're totally off. It's six fifty. I'm gonna say fourteen fifty. You son of a. <laughs> MSRP on this when it was released was fourteen forty nine. Two two dollars less than Tut guest, dollar less than you. Uh, when I was trying to find some current pricing on these. Uh, if you're uh, a competitive shopper and you do some digging, get them from around twelve fifty. That's odd because dude, if you can pick it up for twelve fifty, that's a great cigar. I was going to change my or price I mean, to yeah. eleven thirty nine. You son of a bitch! But I mean, you said sixteen fifty and came in at fourteen fifty. I mean, that you got to be, you know, came in less than what you thought. Yeah, but still, I don't like fourteen fifty. That's that's expensive. It's expensive, but you you also said it took you on a... Oh, no, 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 And you're still puffing no, no. Two, yeah. hour, two hours in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, um... Lower stats on the price value there. I don't know. 1250 okay. You know, if you can pick up the stuff for 1250 um And, dude, I've got another 30 minutes at least in this thing. No, oh, yeah. And you've got a ways to go. Um, you know, it's a good two-hour smoke. Um, it's... Uh, To me, uh, oh god, I'm such a cheap bastard to wear. It doesn't you know, matter. Get, I know, but once you get up there, I'm like, I want to balk at it. But when I compare it to other cigars that are in that 13, what's a Cedrus? Range, what is a Cedrus run? It's not that much. I think it's like 11, 11, 11 something. Yeah. So this is a dollar more. Yeah. When you compare it to other cigars that are in that price range, it's it's competitive. It really is. I think more and more so. It seems like things are going as far as a, a yeah, commemorative cigar. Um, more and more companies are, are going to that well as the as the brand gets older. Yeah. I think I think that's kind of right middle. I mean, you've got like the Hoya, our number one cigar last year, the Decados, and that's twenty bucks. Yeah. That was a twenty dollar cigar. We gave number one cigar to. He's erasing again. <laughs> oh shit. K dropping facts. No, but I mean, when you put it to that, I mean, because I love that. And yeah. If you would have told me, Jason, were well, you going to pump down $20 on this? I'd be like, yeah, okay, I will. Sin Compromiso, our number four cigar, was 18 It was pricey as shit. Yeah. We, we drank a lot of really pricey cigars high no, last I th- year. I thought you were but, about to say, we drank a lot of shit, and I just totally <laughs> glossed over that $18 mark. I forget what Sin Compromiso is, but it was a, it was a very high price point. Yes. Um, all right. I mean, I mean, it, you know, that's it's got a lot of aged tobacco. The the Palata Cabana from. Uh, all right, all right. I'll put you at least. I'm just, I'm just, there. I'm not trying to sway. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, no, that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I know that we've loved, and I know that I have loved. If a brand like Partagas, who's been around, Cuban from forever. Then, 1845. Th- what is that? What the date was? Yes. And then now they're brought. You know, they've been in uh, the states as an American, non-Cuban brand, along with you know, General does like I said, Mac Macanudo, Romeo and Julieta, yeah. uh, Monte Cristo, Punch, all the Cuban brands. They bring them over here. They redo the brands uh, to, you know, not have Cuban tobacco in them. Um, if they're going to make something that's stacking up against, you know, because because. I smoked Partagas Black when I was a, a newbie cigar yeah. smoker. That was my go-to dark cigar for years. I have a box of them I've, in my humidor that I've. I mean, Partagas Black was one of my go-to. It's like a six-dollar Churchill. Yeah. Uh, but man, I smoked the hell out of those things. I love. I still love the Partagas Black. Um, if 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 they're doing something special and they want to be just out, you know, punches are well priced. Monte Cristos, I think uh, the American, Monte, the general Monte Cristos are kind of a little high for what you get. Uh, I know we like the Texas uh, edition Monte Cristo. We've had a couple of them on the show that we, we enjoyed. Texas, I think, was like twelve fifty, and that was before cigars were like really cracking that yeah. double digit mark. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this: this blows the Texas edition away. Uh, 
it, it doesn't even compare. We had, but we had uh, some and, other and money. You're right. I was a fan of the Texas. Edition. We had some other money. Christos on the show. You know, it was our butter cigar. We got butter uh, off of it. I think it was like a seven dollar cigar. No, I mean, you I, can get. I, money. I didn't get the butter off that. You saw. Oh, that was I, thanks. We got thanks. the butter on that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Didn't mean to rub butter in your face. Oh shit. Uh, take a drink. It'd be fine. Uh, but no, oh, but I mean, well, you know, the general stuff is generally. Oh, the general stuff, other than Monte Cristo, the Romeo and Juliets, the the general stuff is the from general, general stuff. from general is 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 it's fairly reasonably priced. Yeah. Um. So this is definitely a boost for them. But then again, I've smoked quite a few other Partaguses. Um. They do a double Oscuro, which I'm a big Oscuro fan. Not up to the black. Uh. They have a a couple other ones that just never really did it for me. Uh, I really like this cigar. I like it a lot. I'll say this. Uh, despite my cheapness, I would definitely advise people go try it because it is a flavor bomb. It is, it's very flavorable. It's, it's would nice. you say it's a journey through tobacco history? It's a tobacco voyage. So did, uh, Yax, what's the difference between a voyage and a journey? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I would think that a voyage would have like better luggage. Luggage? <laughs> luggage is the central preoccupation of my life. You like luggage? I do. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's baggage. No, that was jo- uh, Joe versus the volcano. Oh. One of the oh. best characters in cinema history. Oh, and I missed the reference. Oh. I was like, baggage, Yaks. That's what you have. Baggage, <laughs> not luggage. Easy, train wreck. This is not your station. Is that a quote, too? I don't know, but it was pretty damn funny. What was that from? I don't know, but it's fucking awesome. It is pretty damn awesome. I'm going to do that as a Yak Boy original. I'm going to stick my dick in your mashed potatoes later. Did You did bring mashed potatoes? Is that what I, you said? Yes, I did. Where are they? They're here. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. Alright. Uh, okay, well, we're fans. Well, hey, you know what? I'm not even going to come back to it. If you got anything more, um, let me know. Uh, I, I, so- think, I think that that's pretty much it. In the very last nub, you do get a little bit of a strength bump. One last. It does come back a little bit. starting to come back a little bit. One, little, one last little hoorah. One last. Oh, shit. We've been saying it for, what, four years now? Three years? Don't give us a boring cigar. This thing is not boring. And not this beer all. is not boring. It is not. This beer is fantastic. Yes, it is. It is so creepy because it's out of my wheelhouse. It is. It is not something that I would have been like, oh, this You're, is a total beer. January, no. it's cold out. It's it's not honey, orange, citrus weather. It is I would, just killing it tonight. No, I would not, like, walking down the beer aisle, I would not be like, that's the one for me. Yeah, I would never. This is actually, I mean, incredibly flavorful. I know what I but know. It, and like I said, I, I think the combination of the flavors and the fact that it has no hoppiness is I'm actually a, more interesting with the cigar. Oh, I think it's done great with the cigar. Because I, I was like, I mean, just the just that, the flavors alone. Because like I said, you know, they threw in citrus, they threw in honey, they threw in sugar, vanilla, vanilla, Mexican vanilla. Mexican. Sorry, Mexican. Tr- sorry, Trump. If he builds that wall, are we still going to be getting Mexican vanilla in our yes. beers? I don't know about that. I don't want to lose, that. Don't wanna lose di- that. The man has enough difficulty building hotels. Do you think he's going to build a wall? 
Come on. We'll see. Well, I will say this. I, I, I think the combination is actually quite nice because the Mexican vanilla and that honey, I, I think that's what's accenting the peanutty aspects of the cigar. I think that's what's cashew. really... Br- cashew. I really bring... I think that's what's bringing out the nuts. It could. <laughs> I just I don't, I, I don't know where this out. conversation is going anymore. I'll determine what's bringing out the nuts around here. <laughs> Hop Fusion is like we were so wanting to use your video <laughs> until we get to the nuts part. You know what though? This is my favorite pairing in a long time. It really is. It is. These guys are synchronicity, man. It's and working. I think I don't. It's like you said. You know. The sweetness. Don't, don't, don't do that. I knew the minute I said synchronicity, he was going to go off. <sighs> Sorry. Fuck you, Sting. Good okay. Uh, all right. Well, like I said, anything crazy happens, let me know. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna just leave it at that. Great beer, really good cigar. Um, really good. Yeah. Good way to start the year, boys. Yeah. Uh, oh, and we gotta finish this movie. I guess. Oh God. No. Oh. No shit. Do we? Oh shit. You boys ready to finish this movie? All right. You get another coat? Yes, I did. On top of your hoodie? Yes, I did. It's like 50 degrees outside? No, it's like in the 40s. Ugh. Pussies. Dude, I got thermal. Oh, you put another coat on. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, no, it's I had this on, on the whole time. Oh, okay, I'm I got, sorry. I got thermals on, man. I, I came prepared. You came prepared. Jeez. Uh, all my, right. My wife got me this. It's my smoking jacket for colder weather. Mm, oh, smoking jacket. It's almost peacoatish. A little bit, a little I'm bit. Not quite a peacoat, but I it's... am a connoisseur of peacoats. Cody uh, helped me find my first peacoat. He's always had nice, dignified peacoats, and then last year I was like, you know what? After oh, I love my peacoat, especially when we were smoking a lot outside the pub, and I was yeah. like, you know what? I don't have a good like adult winter coat. I look like Frank <laughs> Da Vinci, this <laughs> New York Giants coat on. Like I look like a kid. Like oh, look at little kid with this little Chicago Bears winter coat. Like. I look like an asshole. I'm like, Cody, I'm ready for a, for a pea coat. I'm he, ready to adult a little bit. He walked me through the uh, London Fog catalog, and we, we we found some things that worked. Pea coats, you say? Pea coats are the central preoccupation <laughs> of my life. Pea you, said, you say? You said luggage was the preoccupation of your life. It really is. I'm sorry. I will totally scene, tell you, if you have not seen it, Joe go watch Joe versus the Volcano. It is one of... The few movies in which Tom Hanks is still funny. I miss that Tom Hanks. <laughs> to me, his last Tom funny. To me, funny his, Tom Hanks. to me, his last good movie was Dragnet. Oh man, oh, that is fantastic. That yeah. to me is Tom Hanks' peak. I like Bachelor Party. I like Dragnet. Turn Hooch had a few moments. Oh yeah. But after Philadelphia, man. I like Tom Hanks. He's never done anything good since. I like Tom Hanks. Actually, you know what? I enjoyed Castaway. For what he did as a as a You think Anna Cole could have pulled that off? No. Yes. Oh shit. Wilson. Wait. Well, I mean I've got two Wilsons. I'm just saying She could have floated to safety. I don't need to build a raft. Shit. Oh shit, sharks. Here we go. I'll backstroke. Well, it. you know, if she once she once she, she got out into the ocean, and she's like, "Oh man, you know what? I could float anyways. I don't know why I didn't do this years ago." <laughs> that shot with the whale. 
It's just her on her back. It's like two seals sitting on each boob. So it's like, this all you would see is that whale. You would see a whale breaching like, oh, shit. Y'all see that? The sailors are like, Holy. The sailors are like oh, shit. Should we bring her on board? What do you think, asshole? <laughs> well, the next, speaking of Nicole, the next morning, Colette drives away from her cabin just as Benny and Louie, who've been guarding her cabin outside, get shot in the back of the head. They were sleeping. <laughs> they weren't guarding anything. They were asleep all night. Well, why wouldn't they be? Benny and I'm Louie. I'm sure they were probably furiously masturbating over <laughs> after seeing her. It's true. So tired. I they get bullets to their domes. That's what. That, isn't that the mob talk? Yes. Bullet to the dome. Right in the grape. We're, we're going to go with I think it. that's what Cypress we're, Hill would say. Bullets in the dome. Bullets in the dome. Two in the grape. Yeah, all right. That's enough. Do you guys, two in the grape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. He's DJ Muggs over there. You got it. We're you doing it. it. Two, two. All right. Is that a character you want to see explored in 2019? Yes. Our Cypress Hill, where I say something and he just says it again in that says voice. Says it again. <laughs> we got to get Joe on for that. Show. Oh. We have we have a friend who's a uh, his whole life is based around Cypress Hill. It pretty much is. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, they get bolts to their domes. Clack clack goes the gun. Uh, back at Philly, <laughs> ba- back at Philly Bambino's <laughs> mansion. <laughs> Back at Philly's uh, Bambino's mansion, he's warning Frank. This is getting redundant. He still doesn't trust Colette. There's no record of his of her existence anywhere, including top secret CIA files, which Philly Bambino has access to. Well, of course, and they're not in there because freaking Jameson has them all. Hey, Jameson has those top secret files. We saw they were stamped top secret. Exactly. Because in that digital age, we still use stamps. But Frank... It was a transition here. Frank isn't having any of it, boys. He's a big boy, and he can take care of himself, and he wants to go back to Arizona Charlie's to get some rest. He says that. I'm a big boy. I can take care of myself. Now get Elvis to drive me back to Arizona Charlie. I need to take a nap. Change my diaper. Dude, that's basically it. It's only I'm a man, damn it. I can take care of my own it, battles. It literally Elvis, is, change my diaper. <laughs> and, and bring me it has literally been three months since I got shot six times in the chest with a shotgun at close range. I was about to say, that was a shotgun that took him down. Dude, he, he got shot six times. <laughs> Give the man a break. Uh, Doctor, break. should he be transferred to some Arizona Charlies in Las Vegas? It's... Literally not too early to tell. We really need to get Cody guy. a stethoscope so he can fill in for the doc when he's or Doctor Harris. Maybe he could show up. I haven't seen him. Say the doc. I mean, they should ask. We have to take him to protect him. He's gonna die. <laughs> he literally. They just. We, I mean, he's <laughs> totally you just. Don't know Frank. You don't know Frank. The assassin. I, I mean, would love to see that if Doctor Harris went outside the hospital with him and saw that cargo van. So do you guys have like IVs or like? <laughs> Anything? It's like an old ice cream truck. Like, really? We We're have to get him a bowl of pasta bazool. He'll be fine. We have to get. We have to keep him hidden. Yeah, yeah but I mean, he doesn't even have any painkillers. Hey, he didn't take his IVs. The van on the 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 name on the side of this van is Frank. <laughs> yeah. We did the best we could do. 
Once he's gone, once Frank has left the mansion, two L.A. goons, Sonny and Tony, show up at the mansion, and they're here to help take care of all this mess. Hey, this Jameson guy's as good as dead, boss. Did y'all get the idea these two guys were such worse actors than all the other actors? Did you get the idea these buffoons were investors in the movie, and they like, if you give us money, we'll put you in the movie? Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. Especially that one young guy's like... What we got to do here? Yeah. 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 Come on, boss. Hey, yeah. Hey, yo, Philly, I want to kill somebody. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. Oh, God. They were so bad. Uh, just Your check's cleared. All right. You can have this one scene. <laughs> well, Frank slipped away from his escort. By uh, the way, if you want to be in our next movie. Uh, that's how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. Uh, there's one other way you can do it. I'll let you guess how. <laughs> Well, Frank slipped away from his mob escort, so he's not actually headed back to Arizona Charlie's after all. But you know who is there? That's right, Joey Bimbino, the horny uh, younger brother. And he's just answered the hotel door to his, where he's greeted by Jackie Young. That's her name. She's a 21-year-old Asian dancer slash physical therapist slash masseuse. Well, you know what I really like Slash here is that nice. Joey... Oh, I know what you really like here, Yax. <laughs> oh, yes. But I really no, like the he, fact that Joey is discerning. He is. He is not discerning. He's, he's like... He's not non-discerning. He is discerning. Like, whoa, well, hold up. Whoa. I didn't order you. I need you. to see some ID. I need to know how old you yeah, are. Like, what, did your mom drive you here? I put my dick in everything, <laughs> but I care about what I put my dick in. He's very cautious. Did your mommy drive you here? I'm 21, silly. All right, get in here. That's how discerning he is. No, no, he asked some other questions. You gotta, She's yeah. there to take care of his sciatic nerve issue, oh, a.k.a. Yeah. his boner. Next thing you know, she's massaging his back topless on the bed. Very exotic. He's he's topless and she's topless. Very exotic. She asks him if he wants to try it Thai style, body to body. Yax, have you ever had Thai style? I have not. Apparently not from this movie because, well, it doesn't end well. Well, there was this time with Trace Act. No. 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 You ever had Thai style, Tut? I think it's a safe bet that your boxers will soon be stretched to the limit. <laughs> yeah, I, worked, I worked in the to the limit no. thing. Uh. Would uh, Cody, would you say at this point Joey's boxers were stretched to the limit? Uh, I would say they would. He's be. got this hot young Asian girl rubbing his back. She's nice. Yeah, yeah. Back at the mountaintop chalet, Colette is showering. Again. Again. All hands Furiously. on top of the table. Let me see your hands. Furiously she does nothing showering. For me. I'm sorry. As is the norm with these scenes that we're now familiar with these two movies, there's no soap involved. It's just her pleasuring herself with the shower head. But the second she orgasms, Yaks, am I using that term correctly? Orgasms? Yes, you are. There's a, yes. no, there's a knock on the door, and it's Frank. Oh, shit. One second. Tut, uh, if you had manic CIA division leader Arthur Jameson hunting you down fiercely, would you take the time to whack off in the shower? Yeah, why not? As we learned, in I wasn't our, expecting that answer. It, as it, we learned, it's in, relaxing. It no, as we mind. learned in our episode of Green Inferno, it's a coping mechanism. Oh right, that guy racked off with the cannibals about to eat him. That's right. 
taking it back. That's I like right. that, Todd. Good job. This podcast learns you. So you would, if you're in trouble, you start whacking off. Absolutely. If we're ever in an airplane touring the country for Drew State and we start going down. <laughs> you look over, I'm just whacking it. Just start whacking. It's a coping mechanism. It's science. It's okay, everybody. He's coping. It's science. It cures what ails you. And that's when I would, from our podcast history, pull up uh, Ann Nicole's tagline. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like taking off my hoodie and putting it over. What are you doing, Kate? It's what I do. I cover up boners from my fellow podcasters. They're whacking off in extreme situations. I'm trained for this, yak boy. Oh, regardless, Frank tells Colette. Oh, she comes out of the shower and throws a few clothes on. Uh, Frank tells Colette, Mary's safe. And she brought me the disc. They've got everything they need now to take Jameson down. And as they're saying this, we see a bad guy parked outside listening to everything on a headset. Well, according to Colette, it's time to celebrate. So she makes a deal with Frank. I'll tell you what. I'll help you forget Lupe, and you help me forget. Dance with me, Mr. Da Vinci. They slow dance for about ten seconds before she drags his crippled ass upstairs and tears his clothes off. Because this makes all the sense in the world. Hey, she's she's grieving. She's grieving. Well, different she's people, been without Different Joey people Trimble. grieve in different ways. She's been without Dick for like four months now. I mean, but apparently not shower heads. Well, I mean, to, according to Todd, you got to do what you got to do. It's coping mechanism. She goes downtown and devours his wiener. That sounded kind of... She goes downtown and devours his wiener and then proceeds to grind away on top of him. That can't be good for his wounded spine, right? He had a bullet in that thing. I, I gotta break out the Adrian Barbeau music. I for think that. he was going to. You know what? I think he's gonna live with it. Well, guess I'm what? I'm in such horrific pain. Hey. But you know what? <laughs> I'll be all right. I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna live with it. Remember that peeping Tom listening outside? Apparently. He's he listens. He's like, I'm gonna let this go down. He's he's gonna get, let the hanky panky take place before he does anything. We saw him exit his vehicle with a gun, but he's waiting. He's like, let him finish. It's the nice thing to do. It's the it's the it's the, it's the respectable thing to do for Frank Da Vinci. You know what? The guy's been through hell. If I was gonna be killed tomorrow by an assassin, I would want to die happy first. At you know what? I'm gonna kill this guy. Just after, you know what? Courtesy, yeah. courtesy. It's yeah. professional. That's what this is about. I'm not here courtesy. to not let this happen because I would want this as soon as I'm done to happen. You know, 2019. It's the new year. It's time to, you know, try to begin anew. I would like to think that I would like to be that guy. That's like if I'm going to kill you, I'm going to let you finish first. I'll let you finish, especially if it was with her. <laughs> Like, well, actually, if it's with her, I'm probably going to... Yeah, I'm going to go kill you first. That's wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. Well, Curtis. I think this guy was... He's giving Frank a... He's giving Frank a pass. <laughs> I mean, it'd be different if like, he would like, you know, show up and he's got like a hot poker. Like, I'm just chapping. You know, you got to fight like... losing its steam. Uh, <laughs> He's like conflicted. He's like one of those 60s villains that has their stick. He's the hot poker killer. He's like, 
I gotta, I gotta go you now. See, you see the redness dying down. I like, just, shit. I gotta go back down to the fireplace. Damn it. I got to put the poker back in the fireplace. <laughs> no, this guy didn't have an eye patch. He wasn't like a classic. The, he was, the villain with the cats going, why didn't you kill Frank? <laughs> Things didn't work out. Uh, I, I like to think I'm courteous to my fellow human beings. I kill them, yes. We didn't even see this guy's face. He, got, he had no personality whatsoever. Much like this movie. Much like this movie. Over at Arizona Charlie's, Philly Bambino <laughs> gets a phone call from Jameson telling him his little brother Joey's upstairs meeting his maker, and the gangsters rush to the elevators. When the elevators aren't there immediately when they want them, they start climbing up six flights of stairs after sitting around eating pasta, drinking whiskey, and smoking cigars all night. We're not doing that, dude. They look like us climbing up six flights of stairs. <laughs> oh. Come on. We're good. We gotta get Joey. We gotta get Joey. How many more? Uh, you've stepped up three stairs. Okay. Dude, if they just waited for the goddamn elevator, they'd be all right. Meanwhile, upstairs, as they're huffing and puffing, the topless Thai masseuse is squirting gasoline all over. He's on his back. He's on his stomach now. He thinks she's he's put she's putting oil, massage oil on his body. Hey, that, that, that but like- she's squirting gasoline all over it. And by the time he's like, hey, baby, that smells like gas, she tosses a match on him, burning him alive. It's a bad way to go. It is. Yeah. Also, uh, considering the fact that you're in the room with him, <laughs> the gas fumes would just go everywhere. Well, she was a masseuse slash student slash personal... Slash assassin. That wouldn't help anything. Oh, no. She had four slashes. She's the Cordell Stewart of of Thai assassins. Back at the mountain cabin, Colette wakes up. Wait a minute. Did anybody find it interesting that there's smoke billowing out of this room? All the goons are coming down this oh, no, hall. No, no, no. I'm getting that. Okay. We, we haven't seen her leave yet. Oh, okay. Back at the mountain cabin, Colette wakes up naked in bed to find Frank's gone. Dude, he came and left. And within seconds, she's got her pistol in her hand, and she she shoots a shadowy figure in the living room. She runs outside, yelling for Frank, dressed in only a tight sweater stretched to the limit, and some sheer panties. Frank, Frank. I'm sorry. And we see see Frank. Her voice at that point is like gravel. And we see Frank running away through the snow. And I'm at this point. I'm like, is he running away because he thinks she's a bad guy, or like he just can't take that voice anymore? I fucked that. Like my patience is to the. I got nine lives, and I used like six of them in that bedroom. Uh, He finds Benny and Louie. Remember them? Their car's still there. He wipes out the snow, and he takes off with the disc. Colette grabs her phone, the Zach Morris Saved by the Bell phone with the giant antenna. Chief Chief Jameson, it's Colette. Oh, snap. I didn't see that coming. She calls Jameson. Didn't see that coming, did you? Channel was right. Don't Don't trust trust anybody. He knew. Did y'all see that coming? He knew. I'm being honest right now. As a cinema viewer, as you're watching this movie, did you have any kind of reaction to that twist? Like, oh, I didn't see that coming. No, not really. As a cinema viewer, I had checked out probably about 45 minutes into this movie. I'm not even sure I made it 45 minutes into it. So that didn't, like, turn your guy's heads upside down that she, she really was calling Jameson. I was just going, yeah. All right. 
Wait, actually, I think I might have paused it to see how much further I have to go. Okay. Well, I don't know. Let's ask China. She's a spy. <laughs> you can't trust her. I could live with that. Anyway. <laughs> She's going to turn on you and kill you. The next morning. With the breasts? <laughs> I mean, am I going to suffocate to death? Because it's a good death. He was warned several times. You know what? I'm living a bad life. I'm but doing bad things. Kudos for him. He got a taste and he ran for it in the woods in the snow. If, if I die because she kills me with her breasts, I'm going to be okay. What a way to go. That's the way I look at it. The next morning I'm at the... I'm sorry. As soon as she started talking, I'd probably be out there too. Once again, there's no talking. <laughs> During sexy time. <laughs> no talking. Do I need to go back in my notes? Time. She goes downtown and devours his wiener. Okay. Alright. Yeah. yeah that's what that, that's that's how it started. Good call. Yeah. The next morning at the mo- No, I don't need to do that voice. I mean, yet. let's face it, let's, let's look at Frank. Oh, Lupe, I miss her so much. <laughs> he wouldn't miss Lupe that morning. That was literally yesterday. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do anything with Lupe. I, I can't I, do anything All I ever Lupe. think about is her. Yesterday. Let me what are you doing some, today, Frank? Let, let me give you something to think about, Frank. Uh, I can take your mind off that's Lupe. That's what she says. You make me forget about China, I'll make you forget about Lupe. Okay. It's going to make me forget about your voice. And you're uh, bad acting. Again, if, if I can jump back to the top of my notes. She goes downtown and devours his if, wiener. <laughs> if only there was some way I could make her stop talking. If there was something I could put in her mouth to make her stop talking. Maybe I'll go back to the top of my notes. She goes downtown and devours his wiener. That's how she. That's how he did oh. it. That's how he forgot Lupe. Although I watched that wedding scene a couple times. She wasn't really that into him. I think she's into his art collection. Remember, we forget he's an art. art. He's an art collector. He's an art collector. You never saw. Any I don't piece think of that's art a lucrative. Yeah. Okay, How is that a lucrative? <laughs> I collect art. Do you sell art? No, I collect it. How's that make you money? Why do you have all these Native American friends that carry machine guns everywhere? Look, you're, we're, we're, we're reaching here. <laughs> the next morning at the Mob Mansion, Philly uh, Bambino sits in silence. His wife brings him a package that was just delivered to him, and before she leaves, she tells him, you find that fucker, Jameson, and you cut off his balls. Which we know now, he could have them replaced. That's really not that big of a punishment. Turns out... No, that's still a big punishment. Oh, no, it is. I'm sure it hurts. Uh, Turns out the package is from Jameson. uh, And includes... Again, these people can find each other just fine with mail and telephone calls, (laughs) but they can't find the actual people. Uh, and includes a videotape of Philly shooting a senator in the back of the head who tried to shake him down for 50 large before approving a new gaming license. What? 50 large, that is uh, mob talk for 50,000 G's. G's is mob talk for $50,000. That's when you're supposed to do Cypress. So, 50,000 G's! <laughs> 50K? <laughs> Jameson wants to exchange the disc for the only remaining copy of the videotape. Only a copy of the videotape. When is that ever the only copy you it's hand never. over? It's never the only copy. He wouldn't lie about that. Just then, Frank shows up. Philly says, we both kill for different reasons. Or, I'm sorry, Philly says, you kill for your country, I kill for what's best for my family, and Jameson fucked us both. Well, Frank says, 
Let's fuck him right back. I will enter you. <laughs> I will. We're going to hold him down and enter Jameson. No, that, that did not happen. <laughs> I will fuck you. I'll be by with my Yankee candles. He's, Trace Atkins is there? I'm going to come by with a non-tail whip and a set of candles that will blow your mind. It's called Christmas wreath, and it takes me back to the holidays in Tennessee when I spent with my old grandma's house. I like to drip it on Jameson's body as I stick a picky finger up his butthole. When I was bad, my grandmother used to make me go out and cut a switch, and she would slap that across my back. Not, wait. That's the only way I can achieve an erection these days. Going back to those precious memories of Grandma and that Yankee-scented candle. Brought to you by Case Track. Again, Trace, this is like the worst cross-promotion ever. Nobody's buying tractors and candles. Come on, man. <laughs> Actually, there's like two farmers going, Oh, I'll buy that tractor. I'll buy that tractor. I'll buy that candle for a dollar. <laughs> We then cut to an abandoned... Dude, this is weird. Abandoned old western town. Yeah, this is weird. Abandoned old western town for a final showdown. Well, it's a final showdown. you got to have an old western town. <laughs> Frank meets Colette in the middle of the dirt Main Street Road. They both got like six shooters on. Like, all of a sudden it's a western. Uh, she tells him, I'm still on your side. I'm only doing this to flush Jameson out by bringing him the disc. It's hard to believe. Frank tells her, if you're telling the truth, Jameson's going to kill you. And she assures him it's a risk she's willing to take. Did y'all believe her that she was actually still against Jameson, even though that phone call? Yes. Yes, I did. Y'all thought she was still good? I thought she was still good. Okay. I didn't know. She's got to go for revenge. I didn't know where she stood at this point. He took China away. Her lover. Her lover. Her Her confidant. confidant. My confidant. Was it me? It hurts when you say that. Well, as soon as she hand, as soon as Frank hands her the disc, which he could have easily made a copy of that disc, right? Yes. The guys make copies of his. Sorry, it's 1995. CD burners are so rampant at this point. You can point. make copies of discs. The first thing you do, you're like, oh, top secret disc. Let's make a copy of. Well, he said it was the only copy of that VHS tape. I'm gonna have to trust his word on it. Oh, really? The weird guy smoking opium out of the four-foot pipe, getting candle wax stripped on him, feeling the chick's boobs before he strangles her with her bra? He seems trustworthy. He's a man of his word. Oh, guess what? Some masked men then knock her out and a huge gun battle erupts. But guess what? Don Williams is there. <laughs> Elvis is there. Don Williams. Hey, Elvis has traded finally his fringe jacket for some green fatigues. He's shooting up all sorts... You wanted to see him shoot up shit in that moccasin jacket. Dude, I'm, Where, I'm, what, I'm talking if Why would movie, you take off the sweet fringe jacket? I'm it saying, has protected I'm you. I'm saying in this in this day, if this were remade today, fringe jacket, 120 frames per second in 4K glory with fringe just slowly... Boom, John Wick boom. style? You see bullets like shoot the fringe off? Oh, like, let's go woo. Let's dude, go he woo. looks at it when a piece of fringe gets shot off like... Let's go woo with like three doves. doves the doves like come out of the fringe jacket. <laughs> yes, I would do that. <laughs> That's how epic this fucking jacket was. Are those pigeons? We no, brought the doves. In, we brought in John Woo for three minutes of film. Well, we brought in John Wang. He's cheaper. And those are pigeons. 
He shit like on my. John are they, we have are they good Wayne. pigeons? We have I John. I said they were pigeons. He shit. The, those pigeons pooped on my boobs. <laughs> Just keep filming. Keep rolling. This is back when we still have film. Cars are exploding. Uh, well, first of all, mobsters are coming out of nowhere. All Jameson's killer army. Cars are exploding right and left. Frank is fighting a dude who's on fire with his cane. That scene, like there's another dude on fire, and Frank is just beating him with his cane. It's pandemonium. I kept waiting for that random cowboy to jump out again. Like, I'm still alive. Dude, uh, Don Williams, like, not for long. I should have finished you the first time. Rest in pieces. Why do I keep coming back here? What am I doing here? Uh, the Mexican cowboy sounds a lot like Trace Atkins. Uh, which he did, if you listen closely. Um, do you think he just showed up on the wrong day of filming? Do you think he was like an extra? He was supposed to just stand around and like... Oh, fucking give it. Oh, everybody's doing stuff. I guess I should... I'm sorry. I was supposed to be on lot C2. I was the frioli maker. The cowboy make. That guy just... I don't know what he's doing. Eventually, the mob wins. They win the shootout. But not before... I'm sorry. Uh, well, the mob... Yeah, the... It's weird saying the good guys, the mob win. But the mob is the good guys. They yeah. win the shootout. But not before Jameson kidnaps Philly Bambino. Jameson calls Frank and tells him he's reduced the king of Las Vegas to the role of pawn. Over the Christmas holidays, I learned how to play chess, so I understood that reference. Okay. Pawn is the weakest, littlest character on the on the. Okay, table. so... Or it's whenever, the strongest. Could be, but... It's certainly no king. So, in all of your chess studies, have you ever come across a scenario where your king has become the pawn? No. Yeah, no. No, that, that, that's what makes this... No fucking sense. No, that's why this is great screenwriting. Okay. And Frank is now to meet Jameson at the Hoover Dam the next day to finish their business. As he says, it's time for Endgame. Okay. Isn't that what the new Avengers movie's called? Yes, yes. it is. And didn't Doctor Strange say Endgame? It's time for Endgame. It's time for Endgame. Stolen from to the limit. That's when all of a sudden Scarlett Johansson suddenly affects... Thanos wouldn't have destroyed (laughs) half the universe if Anna Nicole Smith Smith was still alive, she would be in those Avengers movies. As the Hoover Dam. (laughs) As the weird robot chick, maybe? Oh, God, (laughs) no. I'm going to stop Thanos. <laughs> I'm going to stop Thanos. Look, I care for Earth just like you What's care What's that glove called? The Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet. She's using that in the bath. <laughs> Are you masturbating with the Infinity Gauntlet? I'm coming. I'll be there in a sec. Everyone is looking for that. What are you doing with oh, that thing? All of a sudden, it's like... Uh, it's going to get rusty <laughs> if you keep it in the water. All of a sudden, I can see uh, Cumberbatch, uh, Doctor Strange... Are you masturbating with the Infinity Gauntlet? I'd just be a second. Hey, I'd watch those movies. I don't give a shit about superhero movies. I'd watch that shit. Of course you would. That's why Matt Cade doesn't make Marvel movies. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I'll, I'll give you that one. I, I, shouldn't be, I shouldn't be making those movies. All right. Well, we cut to the Hoover Dam. Just like that. We're at the Hoover Dam. Uh, Jameson has a gun to Philly's blindfolded head. There's nobody around. I mean, it's a huge tourist attraction. There's, like, nobody around. He's He's got a uh, gun to Philly Bambino's blindfolded head. And Frank has his gun trained on Jameson. 
The crazy maniac tells Frank he never thought he'd see a gun in his hand again after he shot General Sang's seven-year-old granddaughter. But Frank barks at him to cut the psychological bullshit and get on with this exchange already. Throw me the disc and this pig will live to suck up some more wine and pasta. Uh, give me the disc, Colonel. That is racist. That is racist. Although that's all we saw him do the whole movie was drink wine and eat pasta and try to get others to drink wine and eat pasta. Hey, you get the bullet out of your spine. You see a little ball of pasta. Yeah, actually, it wasn't that. Given what he was given, it wasn't that. Hey, uh, he did what he needed to do. Throw me the disc and this pig will live to suck up some more wine and pasta. Give me the disc, Colonel. That's an order. He is CIA Division Chief Jameson. Well, he's disgraced at this But point. suddenly, Colette has a gun to Frank's head. Trust is everything, Frank, remember? Now give me the disc. Frank reluctantly hands her the disc, and she throws it like a ninja star, burying it right into Jameson's right? forehead. This, this it is, literally goes right into his head. It's like this Hellraiser is like 3. It's D- like Hellraiser 3, the CD guy, the CD chick. <laughs> Then both she and Frank empty their guns into Jameson, sending him, or a dummy roughly the size of him, soaring over the Hoover Dam to his death. I guess I was wrong about you, Miss Dubois, Philly smiles. Yeah, I guess you were. Only the name's not Dubois. It's Vicky Lane. I think they were trying to start a franchise here, like... A series yeah, of I've... Vicky Lane adventure movies, and the three of them then all link arms, like literally, like she grabs them, she's in the middle, and they skip off together with their arms around each other, smiling. The friendships and bonds have grown to the limit. The end. Yeah, look, they're gonna God, skip I love off like the fucking Dorothy and Wizard of Oz. It it's was just not like gonna that. happen. I'm just saying, like, when we did Hooper and they were walking off into the sunset, and I'm, I'm you mentally... You felt good about yourself. I'm yeah, mentally I, going, if Burt Reynolds would look into the camera and then, like, smile, that would be the most ultimate ending. And then when he did it, I was like, oh, my God, yes. You wanted Anna Cole to look in the No, I, I didn't. I just wanted this thing to end. I Please wanted, walk off. I wanted her to point her pin to the Although she'd be like, oh, camera. Y'all filming this thing? Yeah. Thank uh, you. If she, would, if she would turn back around to point her pendulous breasts back at the camera. I'm sorry. I just exposed. Thought, I'm not that. I, I'm just not. As we said good. on the Skyscraper episode, Yax, you had an Anne Nicole calendar in your college oh, yes. uh, apartment for years. It was fantastic. Every time I went in, it was stuck on January. <laughs> Did it need to go to the It was month? definitely stuck. It did not. <laughs> Play on words. Oh, shit. Play on it. Do it. Uh, she, was, she was, I mean, you've always been a breast man. Mm. And she was the epitome of, like, giant fucking knockers in the 90s. I, I mean, mean, maybe that's the problem. I've, I've always been an ass man, so, I mean, yeah, maybe that was... I've always been a personality man myself, so I'm not really sure what you guys are talking about. But, you know, good for you guys to have your own things. The lies. I'm becoming... She had a a really pretty face. I mean, nice face. I just... I'm sorry. They were so big. I just... But but do you guys agree with me that, like, in Skyscraper, remember the flashbacks when she was having sex, like, 
in the country with her boyfriend as her cop boyfriend as they were shooting and like all the sex scenes in skyscraper she seems so disattached and I and I, and I know there was a lot of drugs and, and things involved in her later on, I but I didn't get that here. I didn't get like when she was doing these scenes, I felt like she was kind of giving it her, her I'm sorry. all. She, she like felt a, more present in this no, movie than Skyscraper. Guys, am she, I right? Yeah, am I right? I agree. She was more present when in this movie. When she's moaning, she sounds like a fucking goat. I is no. You drink that milk. Could be goat's milk. I'll drink it. I do she like goat's milk definitely, candy. to me, seemed more present in this movie. I, I thought she's a horrible. Act. I'm not even, no. She's in a she's movie. In, she's in a movie. She's an insult to actresses everywhere. It just no. She has no business even a headlining. Mm, now in, in Naked Gun, you give her. Oh, a she's big great, role. Naked Gun. Yes, yes, her Naked yes, Gun. I forget her, about her in that. I always forget about her in that. You give her a bit role. That's fine. She's great for that. Cool. I'm sad. But at the same time, if you're talking about a mo- uh, movie like this, yeah, fuck, why not? Go ahead, cast. I am sad. There is one other Nicole, Nicole Smith movie out there that I want to get on the show. It is currently not. For the last year, I've been looking and searching. Why? I, I'm like a uh, movie archaeologist. I'm like Indiana Jones. You of are actually you bad are. movies. Uh, it's called Illegal Aliens, and I thought we could address some current topics. Actually, that makes sense. With that, I mean, granted, she's an alien from out of, but still, it's, oh. it's illegal aliens. And Nicole Smith made a heady movie about illegal immigration. Yeah, there was some head given in it. Uh, do, do I need to go back to my notes? <laughs> no. She went downtown on his devoured his wiener. Uh. But no, I do want. If that ever becomes available, I do want to, God, because it it'll give does. us a chance to address some topical stuff. I hope it never does. We could do that in so many other films, but no. Well, I mean, Grant, there's there's really serious Skip Martin movies that address stuff, and I could really give a shit about those. I want to do an Anna Nicole Smith illegal immigration movie. Uh, but of course you do. As of now, that's not available. Oh, so this God. might be our. Say la vie to Anne Nicole for a while. So. I, I hope so. I hope so. Sands me. Um, I hope you had fun listening to it. I had fun talking about it. Yes. I, I'll tell you this. I hate this movie. I hate that I wasted all the hours devoted to it. It was a complete waste of time. Yeah, I loved the conversation. Yeah. Um, that's what we do. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to try, I say that with no commitment whatsoever, to do some newer movies um, over, the, <laughs> over, over the next few months. Um, some new stuff that people are talking about. Um, you can watch it and then come and get our, our unique take on it. Um, but we'll always mix in some, some stuff like To the Limit that maybe you haven't discovered yourself. Uh, we're also going to be featuring some new cigars. Oh, yes. And some, I don't, it's gonna be hard for a beer to match up to this one. It, this is an excellent uh, one. So I'm assuming from you guys, we are two out of three thumbs up tonight. Beer, Wait, cigar, beer, cigars, a thumbs up. Movie, yes. thumbs down. Okay, I agree. I'm gonna go. Don't three, watch this movie. I'm gonna uh, go three if, thumbs up. If I, you ever 
have an inkling of a desire to watch this movie, don't. Hold on. Listen to this I'm podcast. I'm going three thumbs up. Because this podcast is way better than the movie. I'm going three thumbs up. One, two. Let me picture that bathtub scene. Mm. There we go. Uh, yeah. We're going to do it again in two weeks. And the doctor will be here. A lot of this shit was made for the oh, doctor. Oh, it was. And <laughs> I actually made him watch this movie. And he, and he he couldn't be here. We had to we had to readjust some schedules. Uh, Tut links. Oh, hit us at TNCC cast for um, the Twitter feed. Uh, go TNCC underscore podcast for the Instagram feed. You can join us on Facebook Tuesday Night Cigar Club. You can subscribe to us on YouTube uh, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. You can go to our. Uh, that thing that we have on the thing that connects everybody in the world together. Oh, yeah, the Internet. Yeah. com. If you're going to buy a cigar, hey, if you're going to shop at Famous, come to our site, hit the link, then buy your cigars there. And, and do the promo code TNCC20. Yep. And you will get 20% off. No, $20 off, $100 spent. That's 20%. But if you spend over twenty okay, over hundred dollars, so you don't 20? get twenty percent off. Oh, okay. It's twenty dollars off a hundred. Yes. So hey. if you spend one hundred twenty dollars, you still just get twenty dollars off. All right. So twenty dollars off. So that's, still pretty that's damn pretty good. Cool. That's that's pretty good. It is good. Um, it's good to be bad, boys. Happy yeah. New, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Effing. New Year. Uh, more news to come as far as our travel schedule this year and what we're doing. I uh, should know that soon. Uh, go check out our top ten list. Go buy those cigars on Famous using our code. Um, I'm proud of our uh, top top ten list this year. Yes. Man, we had some stuff on there that... You know, it was weird. We had some stuff on there that I thought was random. Like the uh, My Father Opulencia... And that showed up on Cigar Aficionado t- Top 25. I'm like, oh, okay. We're just like a Cigar Aficionado. Uh, <laughs> well, but you know what? But uh, <laughs> For the first time, uh, we had some newbies on the list. Um, and I just thought it was a really good representation of our power. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, what we are going, I'm dedicated to doing this year, is to feature some cigars and some brands. We never had a part of guests before. Uh, I'm, I'm dedicated to featuring some stuff that we haven't had on the show this year. Uh, I am also dedicated to trying to do some more shows this year. Uh, you know, last year was definitely a decline because of our travel and stuff. Um, but you know what? That doesn't start till late in the year, so I'd like to do some more shows. Uh, I'd also like to do some more reviews on the on the website. So uh, keep your eyes open. Go there. And also the doctor is he's cranking out one right now. The the first of the year he put out a movie review. He's going to keep doing those. Oh, yeah, New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. Of course he did New Year's Evil. <laughs> and that movie's fucking crazy. Read the doctor's review, then go to Amazon Prime and, and watch it. Uh, so, yeah, things are cooking, man. Things are good. Yes. Things are really good. Thank you all for your support uh, last year and into the new year. I think it I think it could be a good year for us. Hey, look at me all optimistic. All right. I love it. Give me a bowl of uh, pasta fazool and I'll be okay. It's so good to have you optimistic. We're out of Parmesan. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs)
so we'll leave you with that, boys and girls. Uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate you uh, digging what we do. If you've gotten this far, then you do dig what we do. Oh, yes. And uh, I'm sorry for all the Wang jokes. No, you're not. No, I'm not at all. No, you're not. And I'm going to make a ton of them after. I'm still sticking my dick in your mashed potatoes tonight. Where are they? Where'd you hide them? They're outside. There's no outside potatoes. Cold mashed potatoes? There's no outside mashed potatoes. You you were lying the whole time. I was. Absolutely. (sighs) May the wings of mashed potatoes... (laughs) (laughs) May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Uh, Let's just say this, boys. Sign on, motherfuckers. We'll see you next time. To learn more about the time I served as Anna Nicole Smith's personal trainer until I suffered from two severe black eyes while spotting her during an extremely intense session of sit-ups, please read my article in the December 1993 issue of Giant Knockers magazine entitled Two Tickets to Pair of Thighs. My three days training a legend. Get it? It's two tickets to pair of thighs. A clever play of words based on that classic Eddie Money song. And somewhat ironically, I would go on to train Eddie Money himself years later, but I'm not able to discuss that due to an ongoing lawsuit. Let's just say he wanted to take me home tonight, and I definitely don't want to go back. Those are also Eddie Money references. Oh boy, I have really made some missteps over the years, guys. So, happy stupid New Year's, everyone. And in the meantime, to learn more about the cigars and libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, you can visit Partagus.com and HotFusionAleworks.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit O'Brien'sTemple.com and download their free smartphone app, where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well. 